Hi there. I would like to open this episode with some special thanks. This show is only possible thanks to people like Marcus Cole, Zygmunt Brennan, Edward Thompson, Jordan Madej, and Ashton Dodson. All five of these people went to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and offered us some support. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. And thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. Yes, and this week we are talking about Doom, the one that came out in 2016. Uh, it is a first-person shooter developed by id and published by Bethesda Softworks for PC, PS4, and Xbox One again in 2016. Can't clarify that enough. Yeah, well, eventually it came out for Switch as well. Yes. So it needs clarifications on multiple levels. Um, this was the winner of our reboot, reboot, reboots. <laughs> we reboated it. We, 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 it has been boated and boated again. You <laughs> boated on it. It's, it's your boat choice. <laughs> it's the, the Teen Boat Awards. Um, yeah, this is the, the winner of our reboot poll uh, for our patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had some real stiff competition. I'm honestly not too surprised that it won. Right. Uh, because this is uh, ended up on a lot of people's tip, of a lot of people's tongues. Game of the Year style, yeah, uh, 2016, and I was very happy it won because this is a game uh, that we both uh, love. Yeah, this is so. This is a very strange thing because both of us picked it up, played it on our own, talked about it. People asked, like, "Oh, is that for the show for a show or anything?" And we're like, "No, this was just for fun." And then it ended up being for a show anyway. Yeah, it made it made sense to be on a poll, but right. we did not stack the the deck. No, you know, I, I was mostly expecting uh wolfenstein to win uh-huh because that that game narratively is so up our alley mm-hmm. um and we will do that that was part of the the waf 2.0 plan since the get-go right right to, to do those games and like i would love to do both of those in a uh in like a month yeah in a rock because block. The, yeah. yeah like a, an absolute rock block like <laughs> the uh i don't know if you've played the new colossus yet and like it's a really imperfect game, but some of the things where that narrative goes, like I am really into it. Um, the same thing with this game is like almost the opposite of that. <laughs> like it is, uh, it, it is, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Cause I've been excited to talk about this for quite a while. Me too. Um, yeah. because this, you know, it, it landed on the pole because it represents kind of a, a, a reboot for the series. One of kind of a handful that it's undergone. Right. You know, and it is markedly different from doom three, which represented kind of an evolutionary dead end for the series. My uh, my kind of thesis for this, or one of the, the theses we will get into this, is I think this is actually more markedly different than the original Dooms than it gets credit for. Yes. Um, and in terms of a reboot, it is hard for me to think of a reboot that is better than this. Right. Like, <laughs> a remake? 
like that's up there. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is a, a like a, it's a remake specifically, but it feels a little bit like a reboot. It could be a reboot. It's not dependent on previous lore. Right. Um, that is up there. This is toe to toe with that easy. Like in a walk, I think. Oh, absolutely. And what this does as a reboot is kind of hard to describe because it ends up being a little bit subtle. You know, it it, it feels like they very closely studied the feel and aesthetic of the previous ones, but didn't try to recreate that. Instead, what they did is they just built something new with the, the, some of the same values at the core of it. And with, with the good values, yes, specifically, like so, we we covered Doom Two, and I yep. think that that episode is a companion episode for this one. Like, you should you should listen to that to hear about what's special about Doom in general, right? Right, like, but I think this game does a better job of taking the best parts of like this is a better Doom game than Doom, I think. <laughs> of course, like this is you know there are less you know there are parts of the those old Dooms, and I I love Doom, like mm-hmm. I love Doom, I love Doom Two so much. I like Doom Three. Like I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like Doom. Same here. I'm, um, I'm raising my like, hand. Doom three is good. Yeah, Doom three is good. <laughs> like it's it's a straight up good game. What Doom 2016 does is it's like the Doomest Doom because uh-huh. even in those early Dooms, like there are parts where you're walking around a maze looking for a key card and it's a bummer. <laughs> yep. You know, and there, there, there are there's an levels all... that are not that fun to play too. Yeah, yeah. Sandy Peterson, I'm real excited that I've got uh, your Cthulhu book coming in the mail. Um, I don't know that I want to play another one of your city level stock. Yes. Like those, those things are kind of respectable. And we yeah. talk about that in another episode. Like it's cool that they can use that technology to suggest a level uh, that the graphical fidelity could not actually portray. Right. That's cool. And mm-hmm. they explored a lot of ideas and that's always valuable. Yeah. When but this doesn't do any – like there's no part of this I feel like that isn't fun. It doesn't right. – it's, it's all the best parts of like what I think about when I do and I'm just like, yeah, fucking rip. <laughs> and or tear yeah uh, and this is all that is the mission statement of this in a way that is unified in a way i don't think i think is almost unique in games like this is such an aesthetic and gameplay focused right thing it, it is, is it is a laser it, 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 it is an incredibly pure expression of those core values you know you are not spending uh nearly as much or let's say anytime really like hunting around for something in this it happens like they like there are times where i had no idea what to do it was just like i was looking around for the last little imp who was out of the way but like most of the time you are just assassinating across this avenue <laughs> it, is, it is really rare to do that and a lot of it is is optional yeah like uh, one of the things that is i mean it's not even a downside because it is so optional um, like this has a little bit of, it's interesting to do this right after gunslinger, mm-hmm. which was also kind of a, a reboot kind of reimagining like back to basics approach mm-hmm. for that series. But that series also had this kind of bad dichotomy between, um, like hunting all the secrets in a level and, uh, the, the core gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Um, this does that too, but I just like stopped hunting for the secrets and was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it drew me along better than that game did to where like, and I didn't miss them. The game wasn't balanced for them. Mm-hmm. I, there wasn't the nerd nuggets. Like I wasn't looking to learn about history, mm-hmm. which is, you know, how they, they, what they put under the box with the, the stick yeah. and the string and yeah. in, in gunslinger <laughs> for me. Yeah. When, when I talk about like hunting for something, like there, there are a couple of times where it's like, Oh, I like, I just need to find this key and it's not very well signal where it's going yeah. to be. So like, I'm going to, look at the map and you know see yeah, what i haven't explored and get up there like there are some moments like rare. that yeah yeah very rare like usually you can in order to navigate i rather than using the map i used more like am i running into bad guys yes 
and running into bad guys is the central thing you should be doing in this game <laughs> and remained for me like as as the svelte campaign of this like the you know nine hours ten hours or whatever remained compelling the entire game right so if i was running into bad guys i was very happy and <laughs> you constantly run into bad guys and remain like i was just it is a it is a very joyous game yeah you made a point in kind of some of the previews of this when we were announcing you know things coming up i just want to talk about this aesthetically a little bit in that the grim dark aesthetic of this like the trapper keeper heavy metal you know back of the classroom kid aesthetic to this has gone so far in its own direction while everything else has kind of stagnated around modern military stuff that this comes through the other side and kind of it ends up being pastel and joyous in its own yeah. way it's a colorful game yeah <laughs> you know like is like that's surprising as hell but it, it is a colorful game and like part of that is just the 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 pinata effects of, of ammo and health which we'll talk about and mm -hmm. how brightly colored those are but it, it comes down to like weapon particle effects it comes down to the demons themselves mm -hmm. and the environments like when you you spend half this time in hell and it is a, a beautiful painting Yes. It's not only is it like it's metal and it look it has metal appeal. Like this looks mm -hmm. like an album cover and I, you know, a gigantic skull on the side of a mountain vomiting lava. Like, <laughs> you know, I, there's no, there's not a world or a me uh -huh. in any world that's not into that. Right. It's also just beautiful from a color and composition standpoint in kind of all senses of the word. Like there's no, there's no sense of drabness to this. Right. You know, it is not a drab game. Yeah. Even in its most, you know, here is a gray hallway kind of sections or runs there is a feeling of a different biome there is a feeling of a splash of color or a splash of intentional design that keeps it away from that kind of just stultifying mundanity right and yeah it will, absolutely in the environments and just the fact that you're always bringing these weapons and these creatures <laughs> right. with you and these power-ups and these kind of ui elements that are very colorful mm -hmm. um super super good so it's hard to like this is a reboot but it's it's a very special reboot yes you know, um, and it takes these. Uh, it's it's not a um, a checklist reboot. No, right. So it's not like we need. There are certain things. It's not Duke Nukem 3D, or mm -hmm. uh, Duke Nukem Forever rather. Right. Which like Duke Nukem Forever felt like uh, it took a big list of modern shooter things, and said like we need to have those. But it also took a lot of just like it's Duke if there's babes and guns and sexism and aliens and one liners. And we just need to have X, Y, Z, you know, and this doesn't feel like that. Like it plays very differently than the other Doom. It takes that iconography, but it's not only that iconography, mm -hmm. you know, um, very, very good. And one of the reasons they can do that is this main character. Like we'll actually like get into it. Um, but the, these kind of general bouts of gushing are going to explode like ammo drops. There will be glory <laughs> kills throughout this pod, this podcast that just explode and just kind of like, man, like that is that's so good. And because the game is so focused, there will be less of like. I don't think there'll be in this episode a lot of talk about specific encounter design. No, no, that's not how I structured the notes at all. Like that, that happens. There are mix-ups. Like fighting different combinations of demons does feel different, but it's not memorable in the individual moment the same way it is in the the kind of the aggregate or the uh, the the mechanical experience. Right. Yeah. Um, so you still we're playing as a space marine again, the uh, the Doom Slayer. Um, and you are navigating Mars hell and a hellified Mars, like the kind of uh, hell coming on back <laughs> and just you're fucking ripping. And then when you don't rip, like when you, you've chewed, I'm here to rip and I'm here to tear and I'm all out of terror. Right. Like it, it, it's that like you rip and you fucking tear. Yes. 
Tear, tear, tear. Yeah, because everything is about Practice movement. <laughs> everything is about movement and momentum. There's there's an inspired tooltip, and how often do you hear that said? But uh, just kind of giving you a little bit of advice, hell devours the indolent. Movement is the key to victorious combat. Um, and that isn't just about, like, positioning, even though, you know, positioning and stuff like that is key to doom as you know doom in general right something that they carry over from the earlier games is that the majority of your enemies are either running at you and attacking by melee or kind of shooting in these slow moving projectiles right you're not being yeah. you're not being hit by a lot of a lot of hits hit scan kind of stuff right but yeah. movement and combat are just completely woven together in this yes and that's something we talked a lot of sugar about in the original doom mm-hmm. you know i bemoan the lack you know the the preponderance of hit scan weapons in kind of video games in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we, we talked about those. Every time we've done a shooter, we talk about that. And the reason is because it diminishes your voc- your defensive vocabulary. Yeah. Um, you know, Doom did a mix of those. You know, so you would prioritize hit scan, hit scan enemies when you'd enter a room. But most of them were, per, were projectiles you could dodge. Right. Uh, this is a game about dodging. Like always, you know, you don't always know which direction. You're not looking at a thing and then slowly dodging it. But you know you need to be moving because things will move at you slowly. Right. Uh, relatively slowly by bullet standards. <laughs> yeah, you have you have <laughs> you have the ability to affect the outcome after they have fired something. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um. And and you need to. Mm-hmm. Um. You have to always be moving. So it it just locks you in this this loop. Mm-hmm. You know, and this loop is more complicated than that. We'll talk about that loop. But movement, it that is one of the core values that it, it took from the original Dooms is that you defend yourself by moving. Yes. You know, as opposed to a Call of Duty, which is just about. You know, it was, you know, not like, I don't even know what those games are about, like anymore. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we talked about, about seeing, it, but... seeing events unfold. Yeah, see, yeah. Seeing a series of cutscenes because you, you just, you take the damage because you have no choice but to take the damage mm-hmm. and you try to figure out what each individual scenario, where it wants you to be to take the least, but still some, and you want to poke out and do a couple shots and then, you know, your, your screen turns less red. Yeah. Um, you know, or like a, a Gears of War style thing where it is about this kind of stop and pop cover, you know, which I, I dig. Like yeah. that's a thing I can like or or RE4 style pace. This is uh, you never stop moving. That is your defense and your offense. And the, the the loop in this is such just kind of a drastic, I don't know, redefinition feels a little a little strong, but I'm going to say it anyway. It is a drastic, a drastic redefinition of uh, of kind of the pace of a shooter. Yes. You know, like just the, I don't know that I've seen anything that has attuned your resources and your incentives to just constantly feed back into more of the action that is at the core of the game. Right? Yes. There, there is never a point like in a Call of Duty or a Gears of War where it benefits you to stop. It is, it is a perfect circle. You know, it is so elegant. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it, it, it is a perfectly efficient system in which there is no waste. <laughs> yes. Yep. And this is the best Factorio level <laughs> that has ever been. Right. Um, that that is, this is this is the best use of Mars. <laughs> the um. So you don't. Uh, there are health and ammo pickups around. Right. Um. You know, but however, every enemy can be turned into one, and I love that there is no. Uh, even faint at a narrative explanation for this. <laughs> right. This is an arcade UI, UI element that is there to make the game fun, and you have too much fun to 
gross about it. Yeah. Well, the, the, there is uh, in one of those uh, Doomslayer Chronicles or sermons or oh, whatever does he it talk is. About that? It's, yeah, yeah those... like it says, like he, he he alone was able to extract what he needed from the enemies of hell to continue on. Well, it still like, doesn't. It says that he did it. It doesn't say how ammo comes out of it. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I just, like, just want to. I, I, I want to um, get. I want to get in front of somebody who says that it's actually like a lot of this stuff about the Doomslayer is acknowledged in the sermons. Acknowledge, like acknowledge, yes, not explain. Yes. So it, it's never explained. The, the the nonsensical way that a variety of ammos will explode out of somebody. <laughs> yeah, like a not, pinata. Yeah, they, they, they are pinatas. Every enemy is a pinata because of this glory kill system, which um, if you know anything about this game, you've heard a lot about this. Mm-hmm. It got a lot of words in 2016 and really deservedly. Yes. Um, um, and the or go ahead. Oh yeah, I was I was just going to explain it. So as you damage an enemy, like if you do enough damage in you know the right amount of time, it will begin to kind of stagger. Like you'll actually see it shine and be highlighted in a particular color, um, and that activates the ability to go up and do a melee attack, uh, uh, bringing out a glory kill, which are these lovingly animated first person fatalities. The variety in these is kind of staggering. The fact that, the fact that they you know they have wonderful enemy designs that aren't just cool to look at they have actually worked into the visual design exactly how exactly how a pissed off person would disassemble them <laughs> yeah yeah from from many angles <laughs> you know and using all of their limbs and many kinds of imagination so much so that this uh, factors into another system later which we'll talk about which is their kind of like achievement experience point system which i think is mm-hmm. one of the better ones of those yeah um, where they'll be like do three of a uh, uh, you know glory kills from above mm-hmm. you know drop glory kills which which have a different animation you know yeah. on the specific enemy um it's very important that variety is not just a nice thing though because it one you're gonna be doing a lot of these they're mandatory mm-hmm. you this is there are no systems in this game you can opt out of other than collectibles right like the the core loop is the core loop and you there's no way to play this like oh like i you know i i don't want to use the powers in bioshock like you can't do that mm-hmm. like you have to do every part of it right yes the um the uh so there's this wide variety of of you know visual uh, uh expressions of this there's also um they're so snappy <laughs> like every part of them was made to be done. Like if it's something you're going to be doing hundreds of times in a game that requires tons of care and attention. Yes. To how it's done. Like you can't take something that's going to be repetitious, like, you know, insert, you know, four hours of Gary dot JRPG dot wave of me <laughs> talking about repetitious combat in the, that genre. Uh-huh. If, you, if something is going to be done that much, your game is going to lean on it. You have to actually take care of it. Yeah. Like you have to put thought and effort into it. And they did. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't just say like, oh, this is just part of the genre. Like people will get kind of sick of these, but you just have to do them and, and yeah. that's what it is. It's like, no, how can we make this as painful, painless and entertaining as possible? <laughs> as, as, as painless for the player and as painful looking for the monster as possible. And just brutal. Yeah. You so, know, just just brutal. brutal so brutal. not only are they quick, they're weighty, you know, they're 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 entertaining. They feel good. Yeah. They're, um, but that, that that idea of being able to do this from every angle, I think that that isn't just visually impressive. Other games that have this kind of stagger mechanic, think about this. You attack them, you know, blah, blah, blah. You just, you're, you're at a distance. You have to get up. You have to line up right in front of them. Think about just kind of doing that little dance, how that would rob this combat of its, you know, kineticism. And how janky it would feel if you just kind of like snapped to being right in front of them. No, the way that they designed this, you, you basically come as you are. And I yeah. swear that I do have a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as we mentioned, we alluded to, but just to make sure it's, it's said, the reason why you're doing these is because when you finish an enemy this way, it gives you ammo. 
or gives you uh, health. So gives you health. Gives you health. Yeah, it gives you health and a um. It's like a little, little bit, bit of ammo. A little, so, little bit of ammo. Yeah. yeah sometimes. So, so the, the the idea is that you're doing this for health and you're doing chainsaw kills for ammo. Yeah, we'll talk about the chainsaw in a little bit. So it is it is uh, it's not just one system that plays in another way. Another one, it's a triangle. Right. Uh, there and the fact that you're doing these for ammo uh, makes tons of sense because this is a close up attack. Mm-hmm. Um, you do this, you can dispatch enemies from far away. Uh, when you have ammo, of course. Right. When you're out of ammo, you have to actually get in there. Right. Um, I found that the rhythm that you need to get into and the flow of switching between those two modes came to me like, uh, like you know, when you hold a corgi above water and it just knows to like <laughs> pretend to swim because it's near water. Right. I just something in my DNA knew how to do this rhythm. Right. Like it felt so effortless. Like yeah. I didn't even really feel like I had to learn it. It feels like it's tuned really well for, for, for combat to be all about doing damage as you run up to them. And by the time you get within glory kill range, if you have been firing with a particular weapon, they're going to be down on their knee and you're ready to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, again, no, no part of that motion is wasted. And there, there, are, there are subtle ways you can tweak this. There are uh, like kind of perks you can get that like make enemies more glory killable. You know, they, they, they spend more time in that state. They go into that state uh, faster, things like that. Um, so you can kind of do a build around it if you want to as well. Mm-hmm. So if this is the kind of thing where you're – but there is like kind of a natural rhythm that I think is very easy to fall into yeah. with these. When you talk about doing this from a distance and then making your way to the enemy, when the game gets harder and you are surrounded by by enemies, you have created a miniature level for yourself <laughs> to get that glory kill in a way that mirrors original Doom. So like right. when you're playing Doom – there is an element of like there's going to be health pickups every once in a while. There's always going to be – there are also going to be enemies along the way. If you're low on health and you're not playing with save states or what have you or saving and loading constantly, um, I can go in and put myself at risk by going into this room, drastically and quickly search around for an ammo pickup mm-hmm. and pick it up. But I have to go into that room where there are, there are enemies mm-hmm. to do that. Here, you desperately need ammo and health. You shoot a guy, he starts doing that glory kill. Between you and him is that dash. <laughs> like there in at very specifically enemy dense levels, that will be a dangerous run sometimes. Yes. You know, it's not very long, but there there can be times where leaving any kind of cover, specifically with certain enemies, is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um so you've created that situation for yourself on demand and many, many times in every encounter. Yes. And it's uh, one of the best things about Doom, and it does that that very basic, like little tiny conceit of Doom One, and just does it over and over and over and better mm-hmm. than Doom does. Yeah, you know, and if you end up, you know, uh, on your uh, on the balls of your feet as opposed to on your heels, you can actually like get a number of enemies primed um, for uh, you know get them staggering for a glory kill and do them in a row. Right, yes. like that—that that is an effective way to kind of clear out, especially like larger enemies in an area. Absolutely. Um, another thing I want to talk about with glory kills, and it makes sense to spend so much time on this because mm-hmm. it's it's the core in a gameplay innovation to this, yeah. is that by tying this into the loop rather than – so again, contrasting kind of with Gunslinger, which did something similar and it does it for points, mm-hmm. which then kind of abstractly turned to XP, which turned into new abilities, which I, I like. You know, I, like if you're going to do points, we, t- we talked about this in that episode. Like I can't care about points. Yeah. I do care about XP because I like getting new abilities. Make it a part of <laughs> Avatar Empowerment. Yeah. Make it part of Avatar Empowerment. Here, it just makes it part of Avatar function. So it's an arcadey mechanic, you know, like sitting down and setting up these chains, right? Like like you're saying, setting up several enemies to be vulnerable to glory ch- glory kills and doing multiple ones in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not getting points for this. Nothing's keeping score. You just have to do it to perform as the Doomslayer. Yeah. 
Like this is what the Doom Slayer does. There's no layer of abstraction to it. So it's very gamey, but it's it's so it's gone so far into gamey that it it just it's one step. Mm-hmm. You know? Um if this was done for points, if there were combos, if this was something where like if you did enough of these, like this put, you know, this there was a ranking at the end of the the stage, you know, that was like your global like ranking and doing the certain number of glory kills, like I'd be less interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not just something a I want to, of gameplay. It's not something I want to maximize for artificially. Yes, you you maximize it because that's how you succeed at the game, right? Which is inherently fun. It's yeah. not like you're not using an external, you know, kind of a, a marker, right? Of how much fun you're having. So very very good. And the chainsaw is kind of the third part of this. Yes, uh, which we mentioned obliquely, but let's talk about now. Yeah, let's let's do it that way because part of the part of the way through the game, you find you find your chainsaw. It's very funny if you read the codex about it because it says there's no reason for this to be here. Uh, it doesn't yeah. serve any kind of purpose. There are no trees here. There's no wood. Even it has to be somebody's just a preferred weapon they got on the black market. Yep. Th- that aside, though, you find this chainsaw is a mainstay of Doom. Instead of it just being kind of your fallback weapon, you know, an enhanced melee. What this is, it's an instant kill. Uh, that causes your enemy to drop a shitload of uh, of ammo. And what you're doing, and part of the calculus that goes into this, uh, different enemies take a different amount of fuel to kill, um, and the bigger enemies are going to drop more ammo. Yes. Um, so even if you, uh, you're always incentivized to use this, and mm-hmm. this is, it, it's elegant in that it accomplishes multiple functions. Yeah. It's a resupply, it's a very strong resupply and a specific one, right. and it's one that you have often at your disposal when you have run out of your other options. Yes, that I think is the um, biggest thing about this because if if it was just that they had you know, that they were relying solely on ammo that was strewn throughout the area, then well, you know, you run over that pickup and you're already maxed out so it either goes away or you don't pick it up. You have to remember where it is, go back and pick it up. No, you're deploying this when you need it. It it is a supply drop. Yeah. It's also uh get rid of a pesky enemy. Mm-hmm. You you look at a field, you say I need some ammo. Which of these threats do I want to get rid of the most? Yeah. Like there were enemies that would show up in individual encounters. I think all of the enemies are well designed and fun to fight in mm-hmm. this game. But there are enemies where because of the mix, it's like, okay, I don't think I can take this out with this Cyberman Cubus. Right. Like here covering doing cover fire. I can't do this part. Let's just go chainsaw that motherfucker. You get a beautiful, <laughs> like as beautiful kind of glory kill <laughs> with it. And you're resupplied to fight the rest of the room. It's a it's a like a double swing. It reminds me of like charming an enemy in D and D. Oh, yeah. Where you deprive the enemy of something and you give your team an advantage. Like mm-hmm. so it ends up being a very powerful uh swing. And they're not uh super generous with the chainsaw. Nope. Uh but they're generous enough to where, you know, they're very intentional with this and the BFG, which we'll we'll talk about, um, as these kind of crowd control, uh instant, you know, kind of smart bomb style things that can take an enemy out, you know. And so it's it's very well considered yeah. in giving you the ability to remove one piece from the board instantly. Yes. Um and that kind of stinginess with the fuel, it ends up being, you know, working into the pace of the game because the majority of the combat that you, the combat that you're going to encounter are in these arenas that you can see coming from basically a mile away. You know, yes. they'll either they'll either, you know, refuel you on your way into one of these things and you have one or two uses within a particular kind of gated arena fight. Um, or there will be some just kind of strewn about, and it's part of your kind of uh, running. Your traversal. Yeah, like yeah. The, the incidental combat that happens between rooms. Right. Like how I always fight a bunch of demons before I go to the kitchen. Oh, yeah. You know, to uh, to fight a, a sandwich demon. <laughs> um, the uh, So the um, – all this stuff, this, this triangle, like the Dooms 2016 triangle, 
means that you are always engaging that core gameplay loop. You are always ripping, always tearing, always killing. <laughs> you almost never have to stop. And not only is this constant aggression like kind of rewarded, you have to do it. It's mm-hmm. the game. Yes. Um, interviews with these guys when they made the game, they talk about how they're influenced by Bloodborne. Uh, in mm-hmm. this and i think this accomplishes that much better than regain does. <laughs> oh of course yeah because like, I mean, it's useful throughout and against every enemy exactly like it, it's they they accomplished the thing that bloodborne was trying to do with regain which i like regain and i like bloodborne but bloodborne has parts where they didn't consider it for every every single situation every single enemy yeah this is considered for every situation every single enemy and there's cost to that like mm-hmm. there's a, a smaller variety of encounter type Right. In this than Bloodborne, but it works for every single one, and yeah. that's really valuable. No, yeah. we 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 should say that like glory kills and chainsaw stuff that isn't part of the boss fights, you know. But the boss yes. fights are very few in this; they're not really a centerpiece of the entire thing. And also, you know, when you do enough damage to 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 a boss in a quick enough amount of time, they also pinata a bunch of resources. Yeah, they they just give you the resources for hitting that threshold. And the boss fights are good for other reasons, right? Like the the boss fights do remind me. Uh, not of souls boss fights, but you can get through bosses without getting hit. Mm-hmm. You know, it is not a uh, just a, you know a big bullet sponge that shoots damage in you and it's attrition. Like mm-hmm. you are learning patterns and behaviors in a way that kind of mirrors souls as well. Yeah. Um, there's also not very many boss fights. No, uh, you run into your first one surprisingly late in the game. Two thirds like of the way through. Yeah, two thirds of the way through, you run to your first boss fight. So yeah. bosses are not a huge part of this game, even though I like all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they were all really fun. Yeah. So, you know, like we said, you never stop killing, you know, your constant aggression is rewarded slash mandated. <laughs> um, yeah. And this is kind of helped by the fact that you get tons of weapons in the game. And each weapon is technically three weapons because you can upgrade them with these kind of drones that you have around you flying around um, with uh, two different modifications, altering the way that they play, kind of catering, catering them to your preferred style, but also filling out niches in your arsenal that, uh, you know, are not addressed by anything else. And they're not mutually exclusive. Either. No, no. So you can have both if you, if you decide to dabble. And that's valid. Yes. You know, if you have a weapon that you really like, you can really concentrate on upgrading one style of it Mm -hmm. you can also make give yourself a very wide variety of tools for any given situation yes uh both of which are are very valid ways to play and all the weapons tend to be really fun yep um you know i don't think there's a weapon in this game that feels bad Mm -hmm. or that has no use right um like obviously the pistol i didn't i stopped using as almost as soon as i could Mm -hmm. other than that everything was fun and everything had a place yes um and some some of the weapons like this has my favorite rocket launcher in a game because yeah. of one of the abilities you can unlock for it. What they did with that, I think is fucking inspired. The, the, the rocket launcher is amazing. So it does this kind of innovative, you know, version of that. The super shotgun comes back, which is, you know, <laughs> one of those like arguably best weapons in video games. And there's an upgrade that lets you fire it twice and double tap. And it is the best thing. <laughs> like you, you have to get really close. And it says in the description, like this offers plenty of risk and plenty of reward. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be right next to guys, but double tapping hell knights, you know, <laughs> in the end of the game is so fucking satisfying. Uh-huh. Um, it is. I, I think this is the game that where I realized in playing this, not in recording it, but when we were, I was playing it that I think that the shotgun is my favorite weapon in games. Oh yeah. Like, I think you can, you just like what you can tell a lot about a shooter. Like how good is a shotgun? Mm-hmm. And uh, Doom 2 has always been the king of the shotguns. Yeah. And the super shotgun coming back in this, like, this is now my favorite shotgun and one easy, like, top five weapons in games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, 
so good with, with, without a doubt i'm not just saying that because i'm saying this because i ate an omelet earlier today but the shotgun <laughs> is like the omelet of a restaurant or a chef like if you want to get a gauge of them just uh uh ask them to make an omelet and see how it see how it turns out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is it is the the marker it's it's the the watermark yeah on how, how good something is so like the the weapons are all really good the the rocket launcher is really fantastic they add like rockets to the machine gun like they take the bland <laughs> weapons in yeah. a, a shooter loadout and make them good uh-huh like this the sniper rifle equivalent in a game where you do no sniping uh <laughs> is good and works yeah it ends up being like one of your best crowd control weapons you know where enemy density works against them for you yes because it, it, it's you take the penetrative quality of a, a sniper st- style weapon instead of the accuracy accuracy style right and like there's build options for it to concentrate on headshots that's mm-hmm. mind-blowing to me um, <laughs> I, I didn't do that at all uh, right but it's it's useful without it as well mm-hmm. so really really fun and it, you get these at a really great pace as well yeah um these upgrades so you you get new toys and new abilities to play with at a very uh steady rate uh better than the originals as well yeah like you get these more frequently than you get new weapons in that game mm-hmm. yeah it uh and you carry all of them uh, at a time like i played this on console i don't know how you played it uh yeah also on, on ps4 okay yeah you just you just pull up a wheel and you select whatever you want as opposed yeah. to uh as, a, as opposed to being a you know two weapon uh kind of load out who loves that <laughs> like i understand that's the style of the time but was anybody ever just like this owns you know like it, it's why make a choice like i get that i like player disempowerment in games mm-hmm. but it's that's not that interesting of a choice yeah you know like it's it's more like if you can make it all fun and good you know <laughs> why, why wouldn't good. you yeah 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 so and just the fact that you have this widely expanded arsenal at your at, at your uh, disposal and this is a subtle thing but i think that it absolutely plays into the the, the rhythm that we're talking about you never reload yeah I love that so much. <laughs> like, and the, the again, another subtle point: the button that would normally make you reload uh, pulls out your chainsaw. So yes. technically, it is kind of a reload button. It's reloading your your whole guy, and, right. and so there is a pause. Like, you just don't have to do it manually. Mm-hmm. So that that shotgun, like, you do have to put in bullets, right? Which means so there's still fire rate mm-hmm. uh, that can be you know kind of functional with a, a clip, but you don't actually have to do it, right? You know, so um, there are other kind of RPG elements to this. Uh, you can upgrade your your main stats, so health, armor, and ammo capacity, and you can get perks um, with these upgrade points. And you can also do rune challenges to get kind of uh, magic abilities. Yes. There. Um, yeah, making your ability to shape and mold your Doom guy, uh, you know, much more than you would expect for a game that is, you know, that has such simple roots as this, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and they they're they're limited. Like there's not tons of them, but they do kind of suggest builds and play styles within that circle. Like it is a very tight thing, but there's not just one way to play it. Right. You know, it's all different shades of red, but there <laughs> there are shades in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, these are all again also very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like getting these always felt good. Yes. Um, something else that affects the way you play is the fact that power ups return in this. Uh-huh. So you have like quad damage, you have haste, and you have berserk. And all of them, you know, are pretty much lifted right from the main game. Your stats and your, you know, perks that you pick also affect this as well. There's a whole kind of whole kind of arena that you can pull these uh, that you can invest in that makes the that, that extends the usefulness of the uh, of the items that are strewn about these multiplayer arenas inside the single player game. Something that, that always happened to me, and this happens to me a lot in games in general, mm-hmm. is that I will just find those after an arena after yep. I cleared it out without them. So I never invest in those because I'm not. 
eagle-eyed enough to find them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with expl- explosive barrels. I can't count the number of times in a video game where I've like methodically cleared out a big bunch of guys and then noticed this, the explosive <laughs> barrel next to them uh, that I could have shot to do it all in one shot. Like, the, the women never see the door. I just I don't, what, what is that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that Simpsons when Marge was doing the uh, the obstacle course to become the police. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she was trying wall, to climb yeah. over the wall, <laughs> and all yeah. the guys are going through the door. It's like that pretty much. Yeah. So, but it is cool that you can, and when you do get them, the times I would find them, it did feel really good. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the super speed is is really really satisfying because yeah. <laughs> it's Doom. We didn't talk about this, but you already move at roughly like sixty times the Call of Duty guys uh-huh. movement rate. Um, you're you're very fast in this. Not quite Doom fast, but very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and weirdly enough, doesn't trip my uh, my motion my, my, my motion sickness. So good on you. Yeah. Good on you, um, Id. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, unlike the original Doom. There's a lot of uh, kind of movement within arenas and verticality mm-hmm. uh, because you can mantle in this game um, and you get a double jump eventually. Yes, and even these kind of boost panels, they'll kind of shoot you around. I think those are on loan from Quake. Yes, uh, same thing with Quad Shot. Just let, let somebody pedantic us like we know that quad damage is not from doom right um these all kind of make these like there's an artificiality to it mm-hmm. these these read like multiplayer arenas like like you said yeah um but again it doesn't you know the answer to a lot of those questions of like the verisimilitude in this game is always just like who the fuck cares <laughs> right. you know like you are having too much fun to to question yeah um and weirdly enough like you have those arenas but they on the balance they also have like whole areas or biomes visually serve enough of a purpose you know yes. like you can say like oh that's generally what this place would be used for they just found a way to marry that with completely artificial play spaces right yes you know so it, it's not there's not it's, you're not totally divorced from a sense of place it's just like why this cargo bay needs to have a jump panel that will shoot you from one end of the room to the other <laughs> you know instead of just up well what if you really have to pee yeah, uh, and you and you want to crop dust your yeah your coworkers? You mean? <laughs> well, no, you like you, you really you really have to pee, and the bathroom is all the way on the other side of the of the hangar, and also True. up so one just, floor. Yeah, you just pee into the uh, the jumper, so it just deposits the urine into the toilet. Yeah, again like, through the uh, it's a perfect system. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like when Homer when they get the teleporter. Oh yeah, uh, thing and he, he he puts it next to the couch. Cat's ear medicine. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> uh that's the, the, the that is perfectly fine and you know along with that, that artificiality you know a lot of what you're going to be doing is you know you're going to be locked into an, in an arena and killing waves of enemies to proceed right yes the uh the areas uh are very much like that so as opposed to all the enemies just being present mm-hmm. uh when the level starts um and it's not quite like monster closet of doom 3 yeah. it's more like you go into a big room and it's time for combat in that big room right like right. time for crab time for chili like it is it's time to go yes um this would be a bummer if the combat wasn't so satisfying yes um yeah. they're, 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 they're dancing on a fucking knife's edge with this forced arena combat they they, they managed to land it though yeah yeah it, it, it's the combat is made for the arena yeah you know like the, there's a there's a couple you know, say maybe like a, a third of the combat you do in the game is in like corridors. Yeah. You know, it it is more and that still works too. Mm. But the, the the game sings when you have threats from all angles. Right. You know, that is that is when it's at its best. Because that movement, you know, you, there's no safe spot. That movement is more important when you can be approached from any angle as opposed to having your your backside covered. Right. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, um there are things you have to do in navigation, like you do have to go get uh key cards. 
Yeah. Um, or go, you know, go hit the uplink or hit the, the button or what have you. Yeah. You have to go get the data. It's there. It's just a way to get you into different arenas, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 less obnoxious. It's not totally obnoxious to like your point earlier. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you don't exactly know where to go, but yeah. it was pretty rare. You, you get a couple of those times where it's like, okay, I press this button, but I have no idea what it unlocked. Yeah. 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 Rare, but it happens. Yep. Um, did um, you expect this game to have as much story as it does, Gary? <laughs> I, I didn't, but it, it's something that um, the the you, you've got this as, as the next point. But I want to talk about this as uh, an important yes. kind of part of this game and part mm-hmm. of that uh, that singular focus is that it has a lot of story that it sets up to to make a point. You know, kind of about these stories. I think like it's it gives you a lot of story it would have to give you a lot of story mm-hmm. uh your character like the player hates that <laughs> yep hates it um so you end up like getting a lot of story the game is very story rich, story rich and the story is not good right the story is very boilerplate and very cliche yeah um, uh, would you would you believe that some kind of uh super science experiment to find unlimited energy ended poorly Especially energy from hell, and they know it's from hell. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like literally just hell energy. Like that, is say, like, that is very funny. That is very funny. We just opened up a, a dimension, and it turned out to be hell. <laughs> right. Just said, "Hey, it's hell." <laughs> it sounds good. Uh, time for hell. Um, the, uh, but this is the, the only game I think of where the avatar skips cutscenes. Uh huh. Like the avatar says, like you know when that's the cliche of like action games right is i just want to get back to the, the game i don't usually play that way because even if a story is bad like i'm like i'm there for it right here the character takes that out of my hands and like will smash a communication device <laughs> or just like somebody be like you know do this thing the series this so just a qte essentially yeah <laughs> to remove a battery or whatever and my guy just kicks it uh-huh. like he's skipping cutscenes for me <laughs> uh, and that's so intentional like that is that is a message mm-hmm. that they're trying to get i think that they stopped doing that at the end yeah, I really expected him. I expected this to end differently than it did. Yeah, it ends on a sequel hook. I expected him to break out of the thing and just end the ending monologue. And I would have been so fucking happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So like the, the end note is not perfect, but it no. does mean that we'll probably get another doom. So mm-hmm. so I'm fine. Yeah, I'm I, I am. I am fine with this. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, all like all like all this stuff is completely optional. Like I, may, I made mention of that uh, of, of, of the entry for the for, for the shotgun. No, no, the chainsaw, the chainsaw yeah. rather. Some of that stuff is pretty is is pretty good. Um, really, the valuable part of this is getting like monster manual entries for the different demons that you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's really fun. Yeah. Um, and those those uh, those Doomslayer like kind of uh, like sermons that pop up are really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wish that they kept playing when you were far away from them. Yeah, that was frustrating. I would like I would just jam into the head of every fucking developer on earth, and like we talked about this during Titanfall too. But like you have to, if you want me to listen to an audio log, I have to be able to keep walking around. Yeah. There's just no way I'm going to stare at like a, a thing and just listen to your audio log. Mm-hmm. Don't make those plays dependent. Yes. It's 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 such a mistake, and they do that here, and it meant that I didn't listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. But it's to the game's credit that I didn't listen to all of them because I wanted to go in and do more ripping. <laughs> right. And if I had time, I would do more tearing. Yeah, you could fit some tearing in on the edges, you know. Yeah, I, I used to rip and tear every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, right. Um, uh, while, while we're talking about the aesthetics and stuff, I want to either see the DVD making a feature about this or meet the person who did mocap for the first person animations because mm, yeah. somehow they managed to personify anchor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the fed upness with your guy comes across really, really well. <laughs> he looks at this like that's enough of this shit. Yeah, he's, he's the, he's, I mean, he's the fucking doomslayer, man. Yeah. Like he's, he's he he comes across as himself as <laughs> as a as a 
perfect and uncomplicated doom slayer as doom slayer yes uh the, pl- the platonic ideal mm-hmm. like there's a there's a shadow on the wall in the cave of the doom slayer and then the doom slayer pops in the cave takes plato rips his head off and fucking punts it through a, a demon's mouth like <laughs> right. go to hell plato like, we're, we're done with you you old greek piece of shit like <laughs> there's he, he takes that entire metaphor and destroys it um i love it and this uh you got the note here about the music like good god dude <laughs> it's so the, the good. soundtrack to this game like they're uh they're they're, they're releasing it on a on a on a four um, as a disc like a like a like a like a four-part vinyl yeah um i'm i'm tempted to get that <laughs> yeah 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 there's a bunch of i watched a thing today uh about trivia with the music and it's actually uh-huh. pretty interesting um in the main theme like which presumably open up the episode that lead instrument is a chainsaw run through a sympath- synthesizer oh nice so the, the lead instrument on the main song of this is a chainsaw uh-huh. it is a weapon you can get in the game so how fucking cool is that very good and then uh, a bunch of the songs if you open them up and look at the waveforms they have demonic inter- imagery and shit huh? like there are, are six six sixes and pentagrams and john romero's head on a spike <laughs> and things that are visually represented in the waveforms that is fantastic songs yeah i, I love it yeah. um, <laughs> love it, love, love. there are i think on, on youtube I'll, I'll see if i can find it there is like a making of the music kind of oh, like good. miniature documentary about yeah. this because a lot of care went into it it won a lot of awards as well yeah and when we say when we say it's pitch perfect i mean it is you know just metal i was about to say dumb yeah. i was about to say dumb metal that is reductive i love listening to this stuff it is very good and it matches the tone of everything just uh, as as well as you could expect it's like metal industrial yes you know, like there, there's industrial kind of techno elements. Yeah, yeah. To it. But it, it is very pitch perfect. Like, I love the original Doom soundtrack. I mm-hmm. love how dorky that is and how weird and discordant it is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but this one, when you're in the moment, like I find some of these songs less hummable other mm-hmm. than a couple, you know, the, the remakes of the old music and the intro song. But in the moment, it feels very good. Yes. Got to admit that. It is so, very, very good texture. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I didn't mess around with the multiplayer mode and the map editor, um, just because I think one of them, I think the map editor was a late addition. Multiplayer started out kind of bad and then got better as they added more modes. That's just not what we do here. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the map editor, um, so it's worth talking about that as part of this, as its legacy as a reboot, mm-hmm. because a big part of doom was doom mods, yes. right? Like that, that community involvement and them wanting to kind of pay homage to that, I think is really cool. Yes. And laudable. Um, and by all accounts, the map editor is good. Yeah. Like uh, there's kind of limited verb set, but there's a lot of potential there. Um, I did not. I also didn't play any user made maps. I messed around with a little bit with the making maps, mm-hmm. but I didn't make anything functional. I just kind of messed with it. Um, the multiplayer is by far the thing that got the worst reception yeah. of this game when it came out. Yeah. Um, and even now, I think that people uh, don't like it's gotten better, but I don't think it's particularly active. Yeah. It's not what you're going to show up for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and part of that is they outsourced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it, it was made by a different studio, and it has a much more traditional Call of Duty-esque multiplayer thing with, uh, you know, two weapon limit and uh, XP. Yeah. You know, so your, your character gets more powerful the more you play. It's much more traditional. It's mm-hmm. almost like that developer did that, didn't get the message that, like, you know, we're not trying to do too much traditional. You should have just tried to make Quake 3. Yeah. You know, and that would have felt of a spirit of this, like take mm-hmm. the best things about quake three, as opposed to kind of aping modern multiplayer shooters. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. I also didn't play it. As you mentioned, it's not what we do, but it's, it's worth mentioning. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the development history of this a little bit, because it was very long and troubled, uh, and yes. really only seemed to, uh, get going once John Carmack left the project. 
Yes. Uh, so this started as Doom Four in two thousand eight. Um, so that's you know that's that's ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, eight years ago is when it came out. So that is a long development, um, and it was in development hell for a very long time. Right. Um, you know, and went through a lot of different kind of permutations. My understanding is initially it was going to be like the Doom that would follow Doom Three. Yeah. So they it's not like they wouldn't have learned from that. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the the reception of Doom Three, which was at the time was not like actually as negative as you know, history has been to that game, but, uh, it's not like it wouldn't have been different, but it was much closer to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it began life with John Carmack, uh, heading it up and, you know, he's a genius, but he really tends to focus, focus more on the technology and the visuals, which it makes sense that he's on, you know, he's, he's at Oculus now, uh, for that. But like most of his interviews were like, oh yeah, we're going to use a a modified version of C plus plus to so-and-so and talking about frame rates and stuff. Yeah. Just not, not what i personally show up for right yeah i don't i think that that guy is is an interesting guy and fun to listen to Mm -hmm. i don't actually like uh interviews or anything very much with john carmack yeah like i i I just don't care that much yeah so um and also it really wasn't helped that resources were pulled from this uh kind of early version toward the beginning to help finish up rage Um, yes and that version of the project never really recovered from being under-resourced yeah um, I was talking about this on Twitter. I think that Rage would actually make a really interesting waff. Oh yeah. Have you did you ever play Rage? No, I was turned off by the how vehicle heavy it was. Honestly, there's there's I mean that that's it, it's a mess, yeah. right? Like it's a mess, but it's also one of those games that like the narrative has become that it's an unqualified mess, mm-hmm. and and in fact it is a qualified mess. Right, right. You know, and those quali- there's a lot to like about Rage, while it's still not being a particularly good game. Does that run on modern PCs, or is that something you need to get a console to do? It runs on modern PCs. Oh. Uh, I play. I played it on my my current computer. Oh, um, so it's fun and short. Like when we're next, we're looking for like a you know it goes down pretty easy. Mm-hmm. While again, not particularly being so good, right? You know, but it's uh, it would be an interesting game because uh, there's things that I know that we would we would really enjoy talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and it's John Goodman's video game follow up to Pissed. <laughs> that's right he's He's back on baby he's back in the studio man he's back on pissed and he's back on roseanne (laughs) dan Um, dan dan they talked about jobs dan (laughs) yeah yeah, dan Uh, uh, why are you turning her into the baby from eraser head i i turned her into uh god what's that louis uh louis anderson (laughs) (laughs) um oh man <laughs> so there there was a uh the, the, there was another version or one of those versions sounds like it would have been just not that great that uh, uh so it would have depicted an invasion of earth by the forces of hell cool fine good but from a design standpoint it cribbed very heavily from call of duty it was yeah. very scripted it was going to be you know again kind of this uh this roller coaster amusement park kind of thing there's a, uh, a Kotaku uh, article about the game being in development hell, and this is what they saw yeah. when they went and visited. And, like, the developers of this have come out and they've talked about how um, that was very much about what it would be like if hell actually came to Earth. And they mm-hmm. considered those questions in a realistic sense. Yeah. Um, and they were like, that's really cool. Like, we the answers we came up with, we liked. It just wasn't very fun. Right. You know, and I, I'm into that. Like, I want to see what hell would be like if it invaded Earth. Yeah. You know, not you not know. like right now. I mean, like, we, but in a video game, sure. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, like we, we, we all saw and loved little Nikki. Um, yeah. But I think we want different perspectives. Yeah. I, I, what does big Nikki think? 
You know, what, what, is, what does Big Nicholas think? You know, <laughs> large Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, large Nicholas, little Dicky's bigger brother. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how little Nicky talks. I know it's like deeply unpleasant. But I don't remember how. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going to spare the world my little Nicky impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to. Next time you see us at a convention, pull mm. and say magic words. And dance monkey. Little, yeah. yeah. Up, dance monkey dance. <laughs> It's little Nikki time. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the biggest reboot for this kind of happened around 2011 uh, when Zenimax uh, acquired it, I think, and brought it uh, under the wing of Bethesda. That that corporate relationship is always a little bit weird. Uh, they brought in a new lead designer, uh, Marty Stratton. Um, and after a couple of trailers came out, there was an, an interview, and I think this is a very, uh, a, a very telling thing, an interview where he said like, yeah, the game's going to be funny and very juvenile. Yeah. Um, and like that to me is like, ding, we actually yes. hit like that, like that, that, that is the perfect tone. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't typically are always like juvenile games. I think that if you're going to be juvenile though, Doom does it as, you know, better than anything. Yeah. You know, and I don't actually find this game that funny. Like there are a couple, you know, again, like when you smash the thing instead of doing the QTE, like I, I think that's funny. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like ridiculous at the very least. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, so they they did the thing where they they developed this concept called Doom DNA, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that was them taking Doom and trying to boil it down. You know, and th- what Doom is, is incessant combat, terrifying demons, powerful guns. And they take that, took that and they ran it through a thing where they were just like every single decision they made, like, is this fun? Mm-hmm. You know, what's kind of interesting is that's very similar to the stated mission statement and purpose of like Nintendo. Yeah. When you see interviews with Miyamoto or what have you, he talks about how like that is our number one value is like what are new ways to have fun? Mm-hmm. And like in a weird way, like this has a Nintendo ass feel in that like it is just so fun to engage with. Yeah. You know, without these these kind of trappings like it makes a lot of sense for this to be on the switch. If you look at it from a very specific angle, <laughs> right. Uh, from, from, from a wireframe angle. Yes. Like as opposed to the content, which Nintendo's always been very sheepish about demons mm-hmm. and stuff. But if you look at it from like a design philosophy, it feels mm-hmm. Nintendo as hell. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, this game did great, which, uh, which is really good. It, it reviewed really well and it sold really well. And people have asked us a lot whether we're going to cover it. Yep. And we're here to say no. Uh, this is the end of the episode. <laughs> yep. Bye. And uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash TV. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, just just kidding. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're happy to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that means that we're going to get another one. It ends on a sequel hook. Uh, and it's impossible to imagine them not just leaning into this momentum. Right. They have, so a, they have a tailwind. And I, I want I want to see what they do next. <laughs> They're they're there for it. And the next one, if it follows the Doom trajectory, it will be Hell on Earth oh, as opposed to Hell on Mars. And like I want to see the juvenile funny take on what hell would be on Earth as well. You, you mean, you mean see... more juvenile than little Nikki? Yes. Very much <laughs> hey, like littler Nikki. We got baby Nikki, little Nikki. <laughs> diminutive Nikki. Yeah. I want to get one of those bumper stickers that's the ascent of man. Which is like <laughs> <laughs> little little Nicky, little Nick, large Nicholas, and then eventually just like like you know, uh, uh, mag you know Magna Nick, you know, Magnum Knock, you know, who's just like the, the oh. god king of the Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, ridiculous seven. Uh, <laughs> the I'm a racist piece of shit. I made an Indian. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I'm into it. Uh, you know, I, I imagine, you know, well, we got QuakeCon coming up later this year. Uh, unless yeah. it has already happened, in which case uh, next year, I don't know. I don't know when QuakeCon happens. It's always QuakeCon somewhere, somewhere cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like a, a stop QuakeCon is right twice a year. So. Yeah, yeah. Quake, QuakeCon yeah. is like I love Lucy or Wings. It's always on somewhere. Yes. Um, let's get into it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> the, the game opens up with a very, very good prologue. Uh, you have to start a new game to see this. Um, but yeah, you get this voice speaking to you about ripping and tearing. Talking about yeah. how you, you, know, you know, no matter how awful anything, uh, how, how awful any of the forces of hell are, you are worse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, like so many things, we're not going to call this out every time it happens. But mm -hmm. one of the beauties of Doom 2016 is that almost every time it's talking to the character is talking to the player. Yeah. So that's something that we always like in games and this does it nonstop. Yeah. You know, like you need to you believe this confidence because the experience you, the player are going to have is going to blur with the doom slayer. <laughs> and you're going to feel this fucking badass. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> even though you start out uh, completely disempowered, you're naked and chained into this stone casket as these possessed, these zombies start walking toward you. Uh, and even in this diminished state, I think that he rips the chains out and then just yeah. he just collapses one of their heads like it's a rotten orange. Yeah. Like you're not disempowered. You you look like you are. And this could start with a stealth sequence where you get your weapons back. Nope. And it doesn't. Uh, instead, your bare hands are good enough. Yeah. Um, you smash one. You grab one of their pistol. You grab a pistol and you finish the other ones off. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, you go through it and we get, we're introduced to these kind of like Tacoma-esque force ghosts yeah. that are around from time to time, these holograms. Um, you see this hologram of a woman inspecting the, the casket and other people are worshiping it. Yes. Uh, they say, you know, we need to contain this. Um, worship the, uh, uh, Noah Caldwell Gervais, who is a, a YouTube critic who I love quite a bit, mm -hmm. um, has a video on this and he talks a lot more and more eloquent, eloquently than I can about the the fact that this takes the the act of doom and the doomness of it and literally turns it into like a religious ritual mm -hmm. both in the subtext and in the the kind of the super text yeah you know it is the idea of doom and what doom is is literally holy yes in this game mm -hmm. yeah i mean like because you are the doom slayer and you do have this cult that is worshiping you know like you are the dark angel to their to their forces right yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh you know, we have to contain this and you're going to see this character her name is olivia pierce she ends up kind of being the the main antagonist in this you know outside of just hell in general and the forces uh yeah she's the betrayer right she she's uh she's based on tilda swindon is she it's, they based her on yeah okay it's hard to tell if that's a joke because she does look swinton-esque um, no, no not a joke like okay. yeah that's what they they specifically tried to do okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but you grab your armor you have your you have your uh, doom doom guy armor which uh here's the, 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 pra the praetor armor praetor rather um and as you put it on you get these flashes of hell imagery right yeah um and we get to something that i love about this game which is it has worked the idea that we are you know this company uac is dealing with hell forces into the corporate culture Yes. Um, you know, your computer says demonic invasion in progress. Somebody, yeah, somebody recorded that. Yes. You know, somebody programmed it to say that. Um, yeah. And they do this for humor later. Yeah. Like there are jokey signs and, and stuff mm -hmm. about this too. But it is just, it, it, 
it takes place. The game takes place after a series of improbable yeses, mm-hmm. you know, where like you just have to we're past the point where anyone would question like it was a good idea to like mine hell. <laughs> and this is it follows the equation fits. It's just we're further along in it than you would expect to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, my, my, my favorite way that this articulates is in the way that they handle the lockdowns. They say that, uh, you know, d- like basically the, the demonic threat is at, a, is at a dangerous level or something like that. And I was like, yeah. if, if there's one demon around, you know, I don't want to yeah. be insensitive to any demons who might be listening. If you're a demon first, cool. Second, sure. all, can I... all y'all little Nicky's in the audience. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. I just, it, 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 it is good, fun flavor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and the idea of there just being an acceptable amount of demon presence is very good. <laughs> um, yeah. So you grab your armor, you get that hell of imagery. Um, the computer says, hey, there's a demonic invasion in progress. Um, you cannot get more info until the satellites are brought back online. Kind of bringing, bringing you, like foreshadowing this first, you know, go upload the data packet. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Um, you're then contacted by Dr. Samuel Hayden. Uh, speaking to you, making this offer to work together, right? And this is the famous moment where, you know, Doom guy, he just smashes the screen. Yeah, he's just not just not having it. Um, no. He is very Ultron from <laughs> Age of Ultron, even so much that he sounds a little bit like James Spader. A little, little, got, got a little bit of Spader action happening. Yeah, he's got a, he's a little, little Spader, mastermind Spader demon yeah. uh, in him. Um, so, so you, you smash that, you immediately go out and something I love, like you, you'd think that a normal progression curve, you'd be like, Oh, I'm going to camp out on this pistol for a while, nope. but no, you, you find uh, a dead Marine who has a shotgun <laughs> and, uh, you, you pick it up and you're immediately introduced to the imps. Um, imps in this operate very differently than they do in the original doom. Yes. Uh, they make them, uh, a focus on mobility, uh, and dodging like they do not they don't rush you they don't just stand back and hurl fireballs they hurl fireballs but they move around a lot yes and um, uh, you can see a lot of actual like rage dna in the way that they do that that was like mm. one of the coolest things about rage is the way enemies moved especially for the time this feels like a direct antecedent to that yeah um they, they even make use of the z-axis in this like imps will start like climbing up the walls or like climbing yes. the pillars above you um making it so that you know there is a little bit of guesswork in rooting them out yeah yeah. Yep. Uh, luckily, the shotgun is is hit scan on your end, so you don't have to lead these shots. These guys yeah. ended up being one of the harder enemies to lead shots with. Mm-hmm. So there's still a little bit of that uh, Doom style. Um, you know, you have to pick the right weapon for the job. Mm-hmm. You know, ness to these guys, and these are the guys you want something that is hit scan. You don't want something that you have to projectile for. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the shotgun a little bit. Um, yeah. I've got. I didn't put these into the notes, but I've got the the, the tabs opened up. Uh, like we said, the shotgun in this is very good. The super shotgun is also very good. Um, the, uh, the 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 upgrades for this end up being pretty pretty satisfying, but not like they they feel functioning functionally kind of similar to each other. You have the charge yeah. the charged burst and the and the explosive shot. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, so uh, you can you can fire uh, kind of three bursts in a row with that. That's what the charge burst is, mm-hmm. uh, which has a lot of damage, but obviously eats up ammo. Yeah, and such. And then the explosive shot, uh, your bullets explode. Yeah, well, it's it almost it's like a like a grenade launcher kind of thing. Yeah, that yeah. ends up going. I was more of an explosive shot kind of guy, uh, and that was like a good opening salvo. Um, I ended up doing the opposite. I did the uh, charge burst, but they both accomplished the same function. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, but it's great. Being, like I, I, I love. I just I love how tightly one thing leads into another. You pull the shotgun off of this body that's pinned under the, under the door. It opens the door into this room full of imps, and they are worshiping at this thing called a gore nest. Yes, uh, which are these bio chunks, <laughs> yep. like the, 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 these uh, these red bloody uh, dealies. Yeah, 
that uh, when these are around, uh, you know, they attract demons. Like you have to take these things out. Mm-hmm. They're your target in a lot of these arenas. Yes. Here. So you, you, you run up to the gore nest, um, you pull that out. It summons in kind of a last gasp of a defense. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some imps will teleport in, uh, but then no more can come because you've destroyed the gore nest. Yes. Yeah. Um, a little after this, we find another hologram with this woman, uh, Olivia Pierce, you know, saying he can't be allowed to leave this place. He will ruin everything. Whenever they're mentioning a he or an it, it is you. Yeah. Yeah. This game is very uh, myopic, like solipsistic. Solipsistic. You Sing- are single the center of the universe. Yes. yes. Um, so you, you get through that. You get into an elevator. Uh, Samuel Hayden talks to you at this point and he says you know i take responsibility for what's happened over the last 24 hours what we did we did for the betterment of mankind what we did was worth the risk i assure you and doom guy <laughs> smashes the screen because yeah. of course it wasn't he's seen movies yeah he knows that that's not the case yeah and also the doom guy exists kind of specifically to contain the forces of hell like he, yeah. he is as pissed off as as it is possible for a mortal to be for an immortal to be um, yeah. <laughs> that they've been fucking around and open this up um yeah yeah so you smash the screen and i i love this because you know that leads into the elevator opening for the for the first real level the uac when the elevator opens you cock your shotgun right in time with the last guitar crunch so yeah, on yeah, your yeah. it's also a don don yep 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 and it is uh, i can't remember the name of the piece of music that plays here but it is like a legacy or yeah. at least something that quotes like a legacy doom yeah thing such a good moment like again signaling like fuck yes yeah Um, when, when Hayden's talking about the past 24 hours, what he's referring to is the events of the hell wave that emanated from the Lazarus complex. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down for it. Yeah, man. Hell wave and Lazarus complex. Doesn't Lazarus complex sound like the band they didn't get when they got theory of a dead man (laughs) to do Fahrenheit? Like Lazarus Lazarus complex Complex was books. Lazarus complex is such a, like, you know, that kind of semi-electronic you know, shitty <laughs> band from the early two thousands. Yeah. Like, ugh. <laughs> so, no. so anyway, we get to um, the, the UAC, which uh, is a level that takes place on the surface of Mars. They've terraformed, terraformed it somewhat. Yeah, the, these, uh, these outdoor areas are, they kind of, um, you know, the outdoors on, on, on Mars levels kind of dry up a little bit throughout the game. Early on, you spend a lot of time with them. And the, these, this is as sprawling as the, the game kind of gets. Yeah. You know, other than one specific like kind of key card hunt uh, climax part in hell, um, you are you have like multiple different kind of paths through this. Mm-hmm. It's one really huge arena uh, interspersed or like little miniature arenas rather interspersed with like hallway sections yeah. Yeah. of defeating enemies. And this is where you're going to start finding um, secrets. You're going to start finding uh, robots that give you power ups and things like you're incentivized to explore. Most of the time you do this while doing combat. You know, and uh, that's great. You know, that's what you want. Sometimes the combat slows down and you have to kind of like walk around and find things. And yeah. this is one of the places where it, it happens uh, kind of the most. Like you see the key card you need through a um, little hole in the, the mountain cliff mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you have to uh, you have to get there. Um, you need to do it. It's not ex- exploring just to explore, mm-hmm. but it does. It's one place where the pacing flags a little bit. Yeah. Um. So it, it's, you know, but the, the game will stop doing this more or less. Yeah. Um, that is aided somewhat when it pops up by the fact that the map in this game is exceedingly good. It's what I wanted the Metroid Prime map to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's easier to control than the Metroid Prime map. But mm-hmm. it's the, the basic same, you know, basic yeah. 
Same thing. The way it communicates where you have been, you know, if you're not relying on am I fighting baddies um, (laughs) by coloring stuff in and the way that it, you know, downloads new stuff as you get to new areas and find these uh, find these map up links um, (laughs) is all handled very, very well. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, I think this is also where you find your first um, the collectible where you find the little doom guy. Oh, yeah. And it plays the little riff from the the opening Doom, and you you bump fist with him because he's a little action figure version of yourself, and you're into it. It's so good. Uh, very very cute. Like again, very expressive first person animations in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the enemy that you're kind of introduced to here, you know, you are fighting against some of these uh, possessed. They're going to continue, uh, you know, being just your general general cannon fodder. Um, imps are not so much here, but what you do have are these possessed soldiers. Uh, kind of have yeah. these guns, uh, kind of rocket launchers fused into their arms. Um, and they, they operate a little differently. They're less mobile yeah. uh, than the enemies, uh, you know, than the imps yeah. um, and engage at like a further range, yeah. longer range. Um, I think it's either here or in the next level where they start mixing in the possessed security who have uh, kind of like hollow shields on them. Yeah, yeah. And those guys were a very uh, early and frequent grenade and chainsaw uh, thing for me. I had a very hard time kind of circumnavigating them while also being aware of my my surroundings. Mm hmm. Enough to not take a lot of damage. Yeah, they reorient so, very quickly. Yes, um, they will eventually. Uh, one of the trick with those guys, and I know they come in the next area, but we'll talk about them here, mm-hmm. um, is that they will. Uh, if you get close, you can bait them into doing a shield bash, which then you can you can close in and take care of them while their shields out of the way. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so you get that key card as we mentioned. Um, again, really great first person animations. Like you pull it off this little. Uh, you know, lanyard <laughs> his, his little zip lanyard. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, just yank it off. Um, and you kind of progress over this like surface mining facility, which mm-hmm. is completely devastated. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of platforming here, uh, not platforming with stakes, like not platforming where you fall and you'll die. That comes yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but platforming just to, to traverse, um, a lot of mantling, a lot of kind of getting around yeah. and it all happens very quickly. Um, you eventually, you can get a thing, uh, I believe that makes mantling faster. Mm hmm. Um, as well, but it already starts pretty fast. It's so, yeah, it's so snappy. Um, yeah. And it feels generous as well. It like, is, yeah. uh, You know, like there, there, there are a lot of jumps that is tuned to make you, to make it seem like you're just barely going to make it. But, you know, it is not as uh, finicky as that would Absolutely. imply. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> so you reach the exit um, and you get your, uh, your, your, your little, uh, you know, corporate mandated hologram saying, welcome to UAC. Now 221 accident free days. Yeah. Yep. And the accident before that was somebody who like dropped a kitchen knife on his foot. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, shit, this this sucks. Yeah. Like, I, I got foot pain, and then now this accident is. Uh, oh no, the hell energy, the the Lazarus wave fucked us up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you you go into uh, resource operations, and this is where the satellite you need to fix is. And you've gotten the most recent humble bundle bundle because Sony Vega contacts you <laughs> and says that uh, this is don't, don't laugh at that. That's not that good. Not good. <laughs> no, it's called Vegas. I was just I was laughing more at the attempt than the product. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, yeah, it's not good. Um, this is the the helpful bot that you have that uh, weirdly takes on importance near the end of the game in yeah. a way that in one of the like you know story beats I think really doesn't work uh, <laughs> yeah. in this. But he explains that he can use your suit to add these kind of challenges mm-hmm. to, to what you do. It is ridiculous how significant he ends up being uh, yes. for the fact that he is introduced to kind of explain this challenge mechanic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, like the, the, these challenges are neat. They give you small little uh, like mini objectives that you need to uh, that you need to satisfy if you want to get more up, 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 uh, upgrade points. Yeah, they're really fun. 
Um, you know, they're, they're cool challenges. I usually would do them. Um, I did not always, uh, so these are the challenges that are, you get at the end of the level. Mm -hmm. This is where it says like, do three curb stomps, you know, to it, to it, to an amp or whatever. I would usually kind of try to do these. Um, the thing that got in the way of me doing all of them, uh, largely was sometimes not knowing exactly what they meant. Yeah. Like one, not internalizing the name of an enemy. So I just like I would I know it visually I know it mechanically but I don't know its name right um, or just not uh, knowing exactly what they meant some of the language mm-hmm. you know attacks from above glory kills from above makes lots of sense but sometimes it would be like backwards facing kneeling yeah glory kill and it's like am I facing backwards is the enemy facing backwards like what does that mean yeah do I do um, I get a different glory kill if I am kneeling because this game has yes. a crouch button for some reason <laughs> you do get a different glory kill if you're kneeling huh. um, a lot of the time not always but it. it I think it depends on other elevations, but you do, there is a, a like a trip thing huh. that I, I did. Um, the, the nice thing about these games and it's what I want out of all of these optional experience systems is to have them be truly optional as opposed mm-hmm. to just like, you know, lip service service towards optional. Like mm-hmm. I talk about this a lot on the show, but I don't like it when something says like, you don't actually have to do this, but to actually succeed, you do. Yeah. You know, you'll get to the end boss and it's too hard. If you didn't do this thing, it was positioned as optional. Mm-hmm. Um, this game does not do that. Right. Uh, I did not do that many of these. And I did less of them as the game went on, mm-hmm. um, and I was not punished for it. I was plenty strong yeah. for the end of the game. Yeah, kind of the same way. For the first half of the game, this served as kind of the be- what the better examples of achievements do, which is suggest different ways to play or different ways to engage with things that you otherwise wouldn't have uh, considered. Yes. Right. Um, and it kind of plays into a Doom Legacy thing of there being that stat screen. Mm-hmm. At the end of a level, like these are b- broken up into levels. These are discrete levels. It's not an open world at all. Um, and getting this kind of like just little marker, you know, this is how you did is something that was very, it's something we lauded Doom for when we mm-hmm. talked about it. Yeah. It's being kind of built for speed runs, but also having this, like, this is how many secrets you found. This yeah. feeds into that really well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a completionist, but if I was, this would, this would help quite a bit. Um, but yeah, you get contacted by Vega. Uh, I love how helpful Vega is even right up to the very end, which he, mm-hmm. <laughs> which he engineers for you. Um, yes. we'll talk about that when it gets there. Uh, but the power is out here initially when you get in. So pretty much everywhere, uh, all the elevators and doors are offline. You have to go up to the control room where Olivia Pierce can contact you. Um, yeah. and she kind of gives her first little villain speech leaning into saying like, Hey, every evil rumor you've heard about me is true. Uh, but I am serving a bigger purpose, almost like a, a, a counterpart, a, explicitly a counterpart to what Sam Hayden says, like everything is to a purpose. I am working with them to build a new, better world. Yes. And it's meaningful that both of them are bullshit. Yes. <laughs> like both of them. She is doing this because demons whispered in her ear. Yeah. But this isn't revealed for a while, but that's the case. And Samuel Hayden, demons whispered in his ear as well. Yeah. You know, just different kinds of demons. Like that's not me trying to sound deep. You know, the actual, <laughs> perhaps the real demon is greed. I'm, I'm Jaden Smith. Um, <laughs> you know, like, but it, it is, uh, uh, that's what, what it is, is yeah. he, he cannot give up this idea of unlimited energy, mm-hmm. uh, essentially out of greed. Like he says it's for mankind, but it's really just about this avarice desire to have more. Yeah. Uh, either for himself or for humanity. Yeah. You know, both of which are not really acceptable. Humanity is a stand in for himself. Yes. Uh, which is ironic because we didn't mention this before, but uh, we did talk about him being a bot. Uh, he had brain cancer and got shunted into an Ultron. Yes. So, <laughs> so well, we, we don't get the full reveal of that until like he actually shows up on a monitor for us. I think before yeah, he was yeah. just a, he was just a waveform. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the spoiler spoilers are, are meaningless. Yes. Uh, watch out for fireballs.com. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, I, I forget if you smash this monitor again, 
Uh, but, uh, you know, it would I think s- you kind of don't. I think that when she's talking, you tend not to. And that's kind of frustrating. Like, uh, I wanted you to smash all monitors. Yes. In this game. Uh, but you don't. No, no. In fact, I remember specifically, like, it is a message that, that she has recorded that is looping as you walk yeah, around yeah, this yeah. opening area. Um, but yeah, like, you, you, you open the door deeper into the facility and you get rushed by one of these possessed engineers. Uh, what I love is, you know, when they introduce a new enemy, they do this kind of dramatic zoom in and, like, action pose on them of them, like, mm-hmm. screaming into the camera or something like that. Feels very dramatic, feels very heightened, serves the purpose and serves to, like, kind of, for, for me at least, hammer home what their silhouette is. Yeah, yeah. And the silhouette reading in this game is top notch. Yeah. It's like Team Fortress 2 level. Yeah. You know, like every enemy looks very different from one another, um, which is a which is a, a thing that can you can get fucked up with with demons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so the way these guys work are really interesting. They're just they're suicide bombers. Mm-hmm. Um, they run at you and they'll blow up. Um, you can do a melee attack and use them as a grenade. Uh huh. They do not have a proximity charge to them. Like they do not blow up when they get close to you. They get blow up when they t- touch you. Mm-hmm. So there's a reflex that you can do and actually utilize them as a weapon, which I think is great. Yeah. You know, or you can shoot them when they start their charge and they're standing next to other dudes and they act as almost uh, like mobile exploding barrels. Yeah. Um, These guys never got me. And I was always happy to see them because (laughs) I use them more than they used me. Yes. Um, I also like them from a body horror standpoint. They, they they were engineers. They were doing like welding and stuff. They had these acetylene tanks on their back. And when the hell wave happened, they were fused to them. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd hate, you know, a half human, half acetylene tank hybrid is not where you want to be. No, you know at least like horse are better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yep. Um, so one of the tricks that the game does in order to kind of help out help out the pathing in these corridor sections is sometimes they will show you a security hologram of a monster grabbing the person or the resource that you need and carrying it across the level. This happens here. We have this. We have to follow a possessed. Uh, to find where it, you know, where it died because it is a possessed version of a guy who had the yellow clearance key, right? Yes. Um, a lot of times too, it doesn't do this here, but something clever the game does is a lot of time that is a monster you have not seen yet. Yes. So you get to see the hologram version, see its works and be (laughs) like, in another game, this would be in a survival horror game. This would be signaling that you should be scared here. It is like, I cannot wait to rip that thing's jaw off and then like use it to slit its throat. Yeah. You know, it, it is, it is a positive thing that appeals to that base part of you. Yeah. And, so. you know, there is a nostalgia aspect to this where it's like, oh, shit, that's a pinky. I'm going to go yeah, fight it. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the here's, here's my pinky. I, I want to fight a pinky. I love what they did with pinkies, too. Yes. Because th- those those things are kind of, I feel like they're under, like in the original Doom, like they have a, a specific gameplay kind of loop to them. I think this mm-hmm. one's much more interesting. Yes. And they are, they're one of the things you can add to a combat encounter to make them feel the most mixed up mm-hmm. in this game. I th- it is a, not quite an MVP, but it is an enemy that I think does a lot. Yes. For this game. Um. Yeah, so you uh, you have to follow this like where it died. Um, when you eventually get to it, it wakes up and kind of grabs you <laughs> a little bit. And, and something that again in a less empowering game might feel like a jump scare, but like yeah. I'm not scared playing Doom. No, so <laughs> not this one. Yeah, exactly. Old Doom, kind of scary. Doom Three, mm-hmm. very scary. This one, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, your fights lead you back outside. This is your first arena with a power up, I believe. Uh, you get your berserk power up. Uh, which ends up being just a like I got a little bit frustrated by this because it does limit your move, your 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 moves. Yeah, um, it, you know everything is an instant kill, but you know you're running around punching dudes. It's a it's it's an invincibility star, and the the way that it works is that it is a, a it works for a limited amount of time. The more difficult an enemy is, the longer you spend an animation. Yeah, 
it's not as quick as the glory kills. Um, so getting them, it's kind of fun because you have an instant triage moment where it's like, what do I need to take off the board? Yeah. You know, I can, I can take out very powerful pieces very quickly. Um, but it also did not always work, work for me as a thing. Like anytime I was running across a long field with berserk, Mm -hmm. uh, which didn't happen that often. Again, I was bad at finding these. Um, but when I did like, and I had to like spend a lot of the time just walking, I didn't like it. Yeah. I find it a little bit frustrating. It's not a failure by any means. Mm -hmm. It's just like. This game, I think, is so good that, like, when something doesn't work, like, it definitely stands out. Yeah. Because it's rare. Bright Lights, Long Shadows. Yep. Full heart. Can't yep. lose. Yes. Um, yeah. So you get up to uh, this control deck, the satellite control deck, and uh, you try to run this diagnostic uh, on there, but Sam Hayden blocks your access. Yeah. This is a constant thing. Uh, Hayden just dicks with you the entire time. Yeah. yeah. He he is pretty hateable. Yeah. Like, he's not <laughs> positioned as the villain in this. Yeah um but he is the villain yeah he, he is he is never either trying to kill you or amassing the forces against you he definitely has contempt for you and everything is about using you for his own ends yeah yep yep yeah yep. uh but he says like hey you know we're not gonna do this here i need you to go to the vega terminal right um when you get there you get your vi- your video feed where you know he is a cyborg slash robot um yeah he has done the whole consciousness transfer thing um, and this entire thing is like, you are taking pure Argent energy into you. That is what they are harvesting or what they are calling hell energy. Right? Yes. Uh, it's just hell energy, yeah. but Argent just sounds prettier, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Uh, Argent uh, energy. Like silver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like an al- al- alchemical thing. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Vega, when he's here, he gives you these stats. Uh, there have been 64,000 casualties. Mm-hmm. I hear the hell wave was released. Transforming 64% of the staff. Uh, those are the casualties. Mm-hmm. Olivia Pierce is the one who released the rest of the demons from the holding cells there. So it's not like, oh boy, hell took us by surprise. Who would have thought this would happen? No, it was one of their own that did it. And also, like, there were already demons here. They were containing them and playing with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they did it, and then they did it again. <laughs> so, yeah. Guilty as charged. So. <laughs> yep, ex- exactly. Lean into it. If yeah. you're going to do the uh, the time, do the crime twice. Mm-hmm. The Sam Hayden Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah the uh, So, uh, and Hayden here gives his shitty justification. Yeah, what you see you know? here is the cost of progress, which yes. uh, is always the thing that good people say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was a good, you know, anytime that uh, we've done crimes for resources, <laughs> that was right, right? That, that worked yeah. out well. Um, you know, the, the weird that this, this has an environmental message <laughs> to it. Like that's almost what's happening. But, but like, it's not like quite it, enough. it's it's all sci-fi. Everything is always done for energy, and it always yeah. turns out bad. Like we don't have enough energy, right? You know, I get it. You uh-huh. know, so it, it is a problem. So I understand people using it as a as a jumping point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's super strange. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you know, he says, you know, this is what we got. This is cost progress, etc. Uh, Vega says that uh, the foundry is overheating, which presents a danger to the entire station. We need to not blow up. We have to kill the demons before we can blow up. So here's the go the plot coupon. You have to go cash. Yes. So here's the data uplink. Yeah. Here here is the sideshow where we go to the foundry. Um, so you get there, you have to bring down this demonic threat level in order to make the core access room open. Um, something, you know, we talked about this earlier, but I just want to make a, a note of it. Like, 
The things we're talking about when we're introducing new weapons and enemies are the verbs and targets of what you do. In between, you spend most of your time in these arenas that we described in a general sense. Yes. So uh, this doesn't happen quite as quick. You are spending about an hour in each of these levels mm-hmm. uh, engaging in this incredibly fast and fun combat uh, yeah. that very rarely is it something that we can describe uh, yeah. on the show like there is layout to it there's level design mm-hmm. it is clever and good yeah um, there are a couple points where i do have memories of it and we can we can talk about it mm-hmm. uh specifics yeah but for the most part it ends up being kind of largely immaterial to you know in comparison to that loop and the implements that you're using to just dis- to engage with that loop yeah Yep. So there are a couple times where we make a note of it, where it where it plays in. But most of what we talk about is going to be the story and also the introduction of new things. Yes. And understand that when we introduce something, it is kind of always in play from then from then on out. Yeah, yeah. That that's worth talking about. Every single thing that pops up is now a a, a toolbox that can be used for these mix ups. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that's like literally what it is. Like here's here's a uh, you know what if. What if you have this, 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 and then through in two of these, mm-hmm. you know, and that's enough. Those are the toolbox. That's the, those are the building blocks. You know, this is a Lego kit Yeah, from, from a level design perspective an encounter design perspective. Yes. So when you get here, you introduce a new, new Lego. Yes. Uh, who is the hell razor with the, uh, <laughs> it's been a ra- razor he's like a, a like a mouse. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's I'm, I'm using a, a razor mouse. Yeah. No, okay. I bought it when I bought my computer, and it was the cheapest one. And it happens to be Transformers branded. Oh God! And I've, I've had, a, yeah, it sucks. And I, <laughs> it's like a fine mouse, but I hate that it's Transformers branded. There's a little Transformer symbol that glows. Oh God! On it, and uh, I, I can't remember. Like, I feel like Gary now would not have made that choice. Gary then, like, I, I am sitting in front of a very. Like slightly less functional, but very aesthetic keyboard. Right. Like I have a keyboard that has typewriter keys on it because uh-huh. uh, I think it is a beautiful object. The Gary who built this computer initially cared much less about beautiful objects. And cared much so more about saving $40. Yeah. It, it, at some point, yeah. The clearance transformers razor mouse. So <laughs> at some point I will decide that the aesthetic part of me is strong enough to replace this mouse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I'm not there yet. So I just every the entire time, the entire history of this show, <laughs> I have looked down and seen a little glowing Transformers symbol and the Transformers font. Wait, really? Yeah. Since 2011? Pretty much. Good God. Like, maybe 2012. Like it was when <laughs> I first moved, uh, when I first got divorced. Okay. When I built the computer. So, yeah. Huh. It's, uh, and it, well, the computer has been replaced since then, too, but not the mouse. So. <laughs> It is. Uh, I'm a Razor Mouse boy for for life. Yeah, and I love the Transformers. Give me those big pissing robots. Wise <laughs> crack and hang out with the Lebo with, 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 with their big swinging balls and their yeah. racial stereotypes. <laughs> the race, the racist truck nut bots. That's my thing. That's what I want my mouse to say to the world about me. Yeah. The, the, when truck nuts are enough, get yourself a Transformers Razor Mouse. Sponsor <laughs> us, Razor. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah they're they're fine it's fine, yeah. it's, fine. It's, it's a good mouse yeah. like it, it's lasted a long time oh it, for sure it, you know it functions just fine it just that's uh yeah, this glowing <laughs> symbol that reminds me that i'm i'm an autobot for life at any given moment so. <laughs> <laughs> roll out yeah roll out buddy like welcome to the rollout town so. um but the hellraisers are kind of like your snipers almost yeah. they attack with these really precise beams of laser beams of hell energy um yes. and pretty much always are going to be standing at a distance from you yeah, and they uh, they they attempt to. You yeah, know, they they try to they try to keep distance. They try to maintain spacing. Right. You know. So again, cool cool Lego block. 
to be in with these imps that uh, also attempt to maintain some spacing but move around mm-hmm. quite a lot more. These guys kind of post up and shoot yeah. and do a lot more damage uh, consequently. Yeah. So. Um, it's kind of neat because they, like, they, they have a sight that you can see. Um, yeah. So, you know, like even though their weapon is effectively hit scan, again, after they initiate it, you do have the ability to, uh, you know, to avoid it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Get out of the way get out the way um yeah so you know there, 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 there's a door that's locked here with biometrics you have to follow this large demon the hologram here and i was carried this worker to get its arm to use as a key this is actually a, a holdover mechanic that they wanted to use for uh doom one but uh they yeah, were not yeah, able yeah. to do um the idea of grabbing body parts to uh to open doors and such yeah when they originally wanted doom one to be more of a stealth kind of kind of game and same thing when they wanted to originally do uh wolfenstein Mm-hmm. as closer to the original Wolfenstein. Yeah, the top-down ones. Yeah. Um, so you eventually you get to this corpse, you rip off its arm, use it as a key, which is great. Um, you get to this door nest, uh, gore nest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not door nest. That would be very different. Yeah. Um, in a locked office. And uh, you encounter your first Hell Knight, which feels like a boss encounter. Yeah. Here. Um, these things are great. Yeah. Um, from a gameplay perspective, this is uh, a melee. This is your first melee unit. It is tough as shit um and can close distances very fast yes um feels like he has like really uh just a wide variety of melee attacks that he can do um mm-hmm. he is animated very well like it just kind of seems like he he is going to try and rip you apart again from any angle yeah um something that's worth this is the first enemy i noticed this with and it's something worth talking about is those loving animations that you get for the uh gore kills when you get killed you get one as well uh-huh so these guys have a very specific, very brutal uh, takedown if you happen to die to one where they punch you. They lift you up and punch you three times and the third one just like, you know, crushes you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's you know, cuts the black. Um, really, really fun. Yeah. You know, so even dying in this game has a wide variety of, of animations and kind of entertainments. Yeah. With that. <laughs> yeah. And in, in, a, in a way, this is enjoyable like a Mac Venture or a, uh, you know, uh, a Sierra game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, these are the, the these are fun. They eventually start being worked into general population. Uh, like you encounter them in this office, actually. So you end up fighting them in a really kind of confined area. They end up being a little bit less threatening when you know you have room to maneuver again because they are solely melee, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, and if you're always moving, they're always chasing. Yeah, you know. So it's just another part that keeps you keeps you moving. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, these will become things you can take down pretty easily, like getting that double tap super shotgun upgraded like it was very fun mm-hmm. to take these and, guys out easily yeah and they have enough health to where you can get them into a stagger without accidentally killing them yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> that's so a you're problem gonna, you're gonna get, the... a, get a payday yeah from these things yeah they explode in delicious paydays and 100 grands yes um, um yeah yeah but this uh the, the like the, the this whole foundry is just a bunch of different arenas some of which uh are you know visually or uh kind of uh created from a wireframe uh, uh kind mm-hmm. of angle like it leans into the fact that it's, it's a foundry one of them takes place like on these walkways some of which are twisted and broken over top of uh you know molten iron or whatever that is yeah yeah, yeah. So you, have to, you have to avoid those uh so there is some kind of fall damage kind of threat yeah to this um if you if you land in one of those those zones mm-hmm. um you get through this uh and hayden warns you that olivia has been uh activated uh, has activated this nearby control room. Rather. <laughs> she's been activated to open a vent. Yeah, yeah she, she's opened an event in a nearby control room. Okay. And uh, in a certain airport at a certain time. Right. <laughs> um, you get there and you you see her kind of through a glass. Like you're not able to interface with her, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she's rerouted all this energy to the Argent Energy Tower. 
uh, to open a tear into hell. Uh, so you need to shut down everything manually from the surface. Yes. Again, plot coupon, go up, like, upload the data. Yes. Um, we talked a little bit about, so uh, Olivia Pierce is very Tilda Swinton-y uh, in, in, in her face. This is the first time we've seen her in person bodily. Um, she looks very strange and she moves very strange. That is because uh, she has some kind of debilitating spinal condition. Uh, and she has been fused with this uh, with, with this exoskeleton that helps her walk, but just barely. And she does not want to uh, manage her pain because it would um, it would cause her to you know, cause her mind to become clouded. Yeah. yeah. And this kind of like, you know, having the the enemies have these uh, like bodily conditions as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, turning them into these kind of body horror things reminds me a lot of like a Todd McFarland action figure. Yeah. You know, like the, the, it is not just enough to be like an evil old man. You have to be this kind of robot thing. And it, it leans into the the game where it's just like just make it visually interesting and kind of badass looking. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would I would love and would have loved action figures of all this shit. Yes. You know, so it, it's it's keying in on that. Yeah. So you head over to the Arjun facility. You need to stop Olivia by kind of d- disabling these towers induction filters. Uh, disable is a very operative word here. That's what Sam wants you to do. Uh, you have different ideas of how to handle that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, in a scene that I that I really love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is where you forget our first rune trial. Let's talk about rune trials. Yeah, these are a little bit like um, like Grand Theft Auto rampages almost. Like it, it, they take place within the level, but it gives you a particular loadout, a particular goal, and drops enemies in so you can fulfill them in order to get kind of these supernatural abilities. Well, sometimes they take place within the level. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they, I mean, I don't actually know if that, don't they teleport you somewhere? Most of them take you to a new place. Oh, I have a spoke zone. I may have, uh, I may have not, uh, um, done ones that did that. Oh, they, yeah. So it could be both. Um, the ones that, uh, so these are hidden. So mm-hmm. the first function is kind of as a collectible, right? Like it's something that you find through exploring the level. Um, you'll get the little taunting thing at the end of the level. That's like, oh, you, there were two rune trials you didn't get. Yeah. Um, most of the ones that I played would take you to a level that was built for the thing you're supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, and these are wildly creative. Uh, they, a lot of them are just arenas, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like rampage things, but some of them are, um, there's a really, really memorable one later on where, uh, and I think it's to get the double jump or the double jump control, double jump, mm-hmm. uh, which was one of my favorite runes, um, where it is an obstacle course. Yeah. Like you don't shoot, you just have to run and tag these crystals on the way, uh, from one end of an arena to the other. And you have a very small amount of time to do it. Um, a lot of them also will be like, uh, there's one where you have one health, like you can't get hit. Oh, nice. You know, so, so, so go through this thing. There's one where you, um, you have five seconds and time only recharges when you kill an enemy. So <laughs> you have to, uh, you have to kill a certain number of enemies. You have to keep this like combo chain going essentially. It's like, crank. These are, <laughs> it's, it's a lot like crank. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you are the boat that couldn't slow down. Um, the, uh, so they're really fun. Um, like they're, they're really, really varied. I wish I had found more of them, mm-hmm. um, but they do, they play into one of those things that I do feel is a little bit of a, a contrast in this game where it's like, I didn't want to stop and explore a level after I'd clear out the enemies. I wanted to get to more enemies. Yes. You know, so I didn't get so many of these. I ended up looking up where the one was that let me do that double jump, uh, rune control mm-hmm. your double jumps in air, because I thought that was, you know, I, I ended up being very, like relying on air mobility a lot. Yeah. I never got that. So let, does it let you just like change your momentum as opposed to getting a, a little boost? When you, uh, when you start with the double jump, the surface level double jump, you can control your second jump. 
Mm. So you can jump and then you can change directions with your okay. jump. When you get this thing, you can actually you have total air mobility. Huh. So you can when you jump, you can change your momentum and direction whenever you want in both jumps. Uh, once you get the upgrade. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, so these are cool. I like them. I wish that uh, they were just more on the critical path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what we're alluding to with this conflict between you and Hayden, uh, he implies there's going to be a, a QTE where he says like, all right, well, they, they, this is a multi-step process. You need to just like take them out and put them carefully to the side because we need to start all this up and back up again. Um, you know, after we have dealt with the hell wave. Instead of doing that, uh, you know, as he is describing this whole process, Doom Guy just stomps on it until it breaks. I love it. I, <laughs> I, lo- I love it so much. It's, it's one of the you know the best moments in this. Just destroying it, and you're just like, you can't do that. These are really really valuable. You know, he just <laughs> there's a mo- there's a pause in uh-huh. Samuel Hayden like before he like he cannot believe what you just did. <laughs> that is so satisfying because that guy is such a dick. You're right. You know, like I do not want that guy to be happy. No, you know? no. And making him unhappy feels very good. Yeah, and he he very obviously tries to put on a stoic face. Like, I I don't know why you did that. Like, it was not necessary, you know, to the like to the mission. It's not necessary to what I to what I am trying to have you do. He's furious that you are following your own agenda, which is contain hell. Um, yes, <laughs> which runs against his and um, the player's ag- agenda, which is shut the fuck up story. Yes, you know, shut yeah. up. I need to get you know. I don't want to do this QTE. Mm-hmm. I need to rip. <laughs> and then after I've ripped, I'm setting myself up for a really, really nice long relaxing mm. tear. I'm saving. I'm saving tear for dessert is the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> rip and tiramisu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so yeah uh like you know the, 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 these are the four things that you need to go do and he gets slowly more shook as you go on uh ultimately I mean, this is devastating you have set hu- humankind back millennia who <laughs> yeah, knows if that's that, true well that i mean even if it is though you know uh, you shouldn't be fucking around with demons dude yeah like I, I just i love it um when you get to uh you eventually take out one in a blue tower uh we're introduced a new enemy here the summoner yeah it was a really interesting uh enemy like a, an explicitly like feminine uh, kind of movement and body shape mm-hmm. uh, to this demon and kind of float, you know, floats above the ground and teleports around uh, while summoning enemies in. Yes. And also kind of sending these uh, like just veils of energy at you. Yeah. Um, these ended up being kind of like an, uh, just annoying. It's not annoying design. Like the, like they, they are designed to harry you and to be elusive. Chasing these down and just dealing with them was a lot of work. Yeah, they were a, a high priority target mm-hmm. for me. Like I would put because you can you're relatively safe as long as you're moving. Chasing them down was a lot of work, but you're relatively safe while doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely had a couple encounters where they would I would just about kill them and they would teleport away at the last minute and I would be more annoyed than anything. Yeah, you know, by that. Um, so that definitely happened. But these oftentimes were chainsaw fuel for me as well. Yeah, like I rather like, you know, always get rid of the thing that's spawning units. And, uh, and, and I also found them annoying, like not in a way I felt was bad design, but just like, I just wanted them off the board. No. So, um, these are also kind of relatively rare. Like when we talk about how every enemy is another Lego piece, like these don't show up in most encounters. No. You know, near the end, you get a lot more of them. Um, but they don't show up all that often. Yeah. Um, they, they, they're often, um, brought in partway through an encounter to uh, kind of like bolster and bring in more ways of enemies for you to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, this is also the level where you get the assault rifle. Yes. Out there. 
which is a really interesting assault rifle. Yeah. Like, I, it is not like a normal assault rifle. I tended not to not to rely on it very much just because other other weapons are more interesting on their face, also more effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's interesting is, like, this is an assault rifle with stopping power, which is not the case in most first-person shooters where you would empty a whole clip into even just a regular dude and it won't really affect them. This feels like it's balanced to actually take people down. Well, it's, it's that and the secondary function. The um, you know, it has two different kind of paths. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which gives it a scope, so it, you know you can aim through it. And like, you know, I'm never going to use a scope in, in Doom. <laughs> right. But the um, these micro missiles. It has a little tiny like bay of eight little missiles that will lock onto things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very visually attractive when yeah. this happens, <laughs> and it is fairly powerful. It takes many barrages. Like when I hear missile, I think of much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the speed of it though is commensurate with its power. Uh, to where this ended up the I almost exclusively use this for the the mini missiles mm. like it was kind of like a mini missile launcher yeah as opposed to anything else really useful for caco demons actually weirdly enough yeah 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 because yeah, those, those guys end up being a bugbear yeah. a little bit no they're caco uh-huh. demons bugbears are not in this game ah oh, shit mm. I, I was thinking of astral dreadnought okay the um <laughs> um yeah so the uh you take out you you get this assault rifle you fought your new enemy you finally destroy all the filters um you know back to square one bucket uh, Olivia <laughs> has a portable energy source unfortunately uh which we can then track to the argent tower so we have to chase olivia down to the argent energy tower which weirdly enough is a platforming level yeah i wasn't M- expecting this. more so than the others like this is explicitly about like assassin's creed navigating architecture and broken equipment and stuff yeah yeah it's like lowercase assassin's creed like, yeah you know it, you're still doing um a significant amount of ripping yes and then like you know, a soup song of tearing. A, just just a, a tiny apertif, <laughs> aperture of, uh, <laughs> of, of, of tearing. Um, but you do have to do some platforming here. And the one of the ways this happens is, you know, when you get there, um, the main path is destroyed. So this this platforming section, just because Doom 2016, everything mm-hmm. should be fun. If you're going to be platforming, let's get you some double jump, bro. <laughs> yep. So, you know, you get the boost boots. Yeah, I, I don't think that's what they're called. I think that's just what boost I call them. Boogie. Yeah. They've got some. They've got a name that's like not that dissimilar from right. that. Uh, what it's called the the Delta V jump boots. Yeah, are they these guys? So, <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, a first person double jump is something that is not, uh, you know, not not overly used. I am happy that it popped up here. I I'm gonna go and extend that to like where I always want a double jump. Yeah, I just feel pretty good with a double jump, man. Yeah, feels good. It's like, I understand that there are some people who can't, you know, just uh, they're, they're not in the mood for two scoops of ice cream, uh, yeah. but it should always come in the quantity of two scoops. Yeah. Two scoops is a good amount of ice cream. It's yeah. a good amount of raisins. It's a good amount of jumping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's a good amount of Steve Gaynor's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I was about to make that joke too. Well, no, the, you <laughs> yeah. got Steve Gaynor and Patrick Klepek. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're both scoops on different shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is where we meet. Uh, so we're heading there through here. We're going to do this platforming stuff. We meet a new enemy here. As well, the uh, the Revenant. Yes. On loan from the Doom 1 collection. Oh, I love the Revenant so much. There yeah, was, there yeah, was yeah. a collector's edition that had a Revenant statue, and that thing is baller as fuck. It's one of the most like striking enemy designs, and it was in the original Doom as well. Yes. Uh, and the way they update the old Doom designs to look like very faithful, I think, is super awesome. Um, so these are these are UAC soldiers that have been transformed into de- demonic warriors, uh, skeleton warriors, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are skeleton warriors with these rocket packs with missile launchers on their shoulders. Yep. 
uh, here. So again, they're they're kind of an upper tier, like kind of varsity enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be a high priority target when they pop up. Yeah, um, they can do a lot of damage in a short time. Yeah, uh, makes sense to put them in here because this level is all about verticality. You know, like it is like they, they have a jetpack, so they are going to be harrying you from above and below. They're also yeah. very quick, so you know, TV tropes would call them lightning bruisers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, love these things. Yeah. Um, so you once you uh, you kind of get through this arena, you get to this part that where it becomes this first person platformer, as I mentioned. Uh, as you navigate to the boost boots, uh, the the V vertical jump things or whatever you want to call them, yeah. jump jump socks, uh, and then get to this uh, this control room. Jump socks sounds like a weird like euphemism for like a, a drug. Wall player. You, you, oh, yeah. you, 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 yeah. you got to slip on your jump socks, son. Yeah, we got to get. Uh, I think that we we you know injecting. And uh, smoking are kind of and snorting are tired. Like we need new ways to do drugs. <laughs> are you talking about a, a topical application via the foot? Yeah, the sock, like like head on, but foot on, but directly for drug. <laughs> you know, or like like eardrops. Like are there eardrop drugs? Oh shit, yeah. You know, like uh, like put in this contact lens. Yeah, I've been doing a lot you of uh, eye drops because my version of Concred was to get pink eye in both eyes. Yeah. So yeah. if I if I could, if I could just get a little bit of euphoria off the back of that. Yeah. Um, why not? Yeah. Put a little argent energy in my in my uh, veins. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, you get through these uh, when you when you go up there, you run up on Olivia Pierce. Yeah, uh, she is covered in blood and twitchier than usual. She's carrying this you know this accumulator, uh, you know that has enough argent energy in it to you know to open up the tear uh, and or rip. And, you know, and this makes her very dangerous. Yeah, um, and you know she, she you're separated from her by a by a window, uh, so you have to make your pursuit, and along the way you find your super shotgun. Yep, and and it, it's it's my favorite in this this game, and I, I love the rocket launcher too. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't going to be a, a watch out for fireballs cage match where we pit the best weapons and doom sixteen <laughs> against each other, right? But this was this was uh, I almost exclusively used this once I got it. Uh huh. I would I would change my playstyle to be close enough to enemies to use the super shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's loud. And does a lot of damage and feels real good. Yeah. Um, so, and it's just, I love that uh, the one you had before, like the combat shotgun on this is fun, but it's a little sci-fi looking for my taste. Bit. Yeah. This looks just like the old shotgun pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like it is an old style, like earth shotgun. Yeah. It, lo- it looks like a, a purely mechanical device. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I uh, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't have like choices. You know, you can't actually like diversify this very much. You just make it better. Like you reduce the yeah. reload speed and then you work up, you know, you give it penetration and then you work up to, uh, you know, the double the, tap. The double tap is so good. Yeah. Um, and that's good. Like I didn't need like a tiny little missile that shot out of this or did this have a grenade launcher t- appended to it? No, no. It needed that's to be simple it, it needed to uh, lean into its purpose. Right. Yeah. Um, it does have a uh, in multiplayer. It has a little bit more function. Hmm. I read about where there is a secondary thing that constricts, uh, gives it a tighter uh, spread. Hmm. So we can, and that's kind of cool, like, because sometimes you want a wider spread. Yeah. Um, you know, we can give it a tighter spread for longer distances in multiplayer. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. Um, which, I, you know, again, I, I barely dusted, but I watched videos of because mm-hmm. I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, uh, you know, she locked this elevator, though, that she went up. So you cannot get up to it. You have to go by other means, essentially, yeah. through your, your, your jump socks. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, which leads you into uh, you know the core of the tower, where uh, that's a huge arena, and it is one that very much looks like oh yeah, this is just a multiplayer map, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more so than even even the others. Uh, we encounter our first Mancubus again, back from the earlier games, yeah, uh, b- 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 big old slop gut friends. 
Yep, Slop Gut Guy with two, you know, chain guns on his arms in the original Doom. Yeah. Um, a famous Doom monster. Yeah. You know, happy to see him again. Uh, a uh, So they do this cannon. Um, they have a flamethrower mm-hmm. uh, that they'll do. Um, and these are also a, a hard target. Like, you want to take these things out. Yes. Um, um, you know, like, if, if you look at Doom as a rhythm game, like, these guys are the whole notes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Base, base boys. Yeah. Um, so you end up, you know, like it just, you, you, you put a lot of resources into them and they keep on coming at you. They're, they're, they're kind I mean, you stagger them. Like that's the best way to take them down. Yeah. They don't, you know, like it's, it's impossible to get them to stop attacking by attacking. Yes. Um, one of the things about these guys also is when they die, they explode mm-hmm. and that will do proximity damage either yeah. to you or to hopefully enemies that they're nearby. They explode because all the food that they eat rots in their stomach. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So the monster manual entries in this are, you know, we, we kind of bag on the, the story content of this, the, f- Flavor and fluff is actually very good. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I want to. You know? I want to learn how these demons work. I want like, more so than the demons in actual D and D. I want to know where they fit in the ranks of the army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. I would love a monstrous manual that was these monsters, mm. like a book. Yeah, you know, just like a loving illustration, and then like a diagram with skeletal structure and shit, and then just all of this text. Yeah, um, and then a stat block. Like this, this, this playing this or, and doing this episode is making me want to. Like, I'm not going to run a game for a game group in a long time, but I uh-huh. wonder what a Doom-inspired RPG might feel like. Yeah. If there, I, I, you know, I understand why that's rough, but, like, maybe there is a system that would lend itself to that. Yeah. So. I just did a search. There is no explicit Doom tabletop game. Like, occasionally you run into one of those. Uh, oh, there, there is. No, I mean, it's a specifically a table, tabletop RPG. There oh, is, gotcha, there, there's gotcha. a board game of Doom. Yeah. Or, like, a, you know, card game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and the board game is supposed to be good. I've not played mm-hmm. it, but. Yeah. I believe yeah. it. I'd be curious to see how they adapt it, but <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So you, so you fight these guys, you do this, this, this arena, which is cool. You end up having to climb this tower uh, using the mechanisms until you find Olivia. Yeah. Um, she takes the accumulator, jumps into the energy stream. You fight a bunch of demons there until the screen goes white and the level ends. <laughs> yeah. Most levels you walk up and you hit, you hit the button that says like, move on in facility. No, in this, it is just uh, like, it, it is like a song fading out. Yes. And you land in the, uh, Kedinger, Sanctum, the, the, aka the, hell. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they say it at one point. Uh, it is Cadinger. Ca- Cadinger, yeah. Yeah, the Cadinger Sanctum. But you're in hell, and we, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but it is worth saying again exactly how good hell looks here. It is. This is my favorite video game, Hell, by a lot. It is incredibly good. It is very colorful. Um, yes. And from just a, like for like from an architecture kind of standpoint, um, it is impossible to tell like what is constructed, what is like adapted to be staircases and stuff like that, or what is uh, what, what has been made and then like left to ruin and reclaimed by the hell by the hell geometry. Everything is so rough hewn. Uh, if there's room for a skull to be put on something, <laughs> if something could be made of a skull, yep. uh, by God, it'll be a skull. Imagine like a kiddie pool, kiddie pool full of ball bearings. And then you pour concrete into that. Uh-huh. All those spaces between the ball bearings, that's skull. <laughs> like it is skull, skull, skull all the way down. Yeah. Skull the way down. <laughs> uh, I I am so into this uh, thing. And it's just like, you know, why why demons would just construct gigantic human skulls? Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of a weird thing, but it just it doesn't matter because 
who the fuck cares? It's Doom. <laughs> right. You know, and, and that's that's how it works. Uh, I, I just I love being here mm-hmm. as a video game location. So, yeah, um, we see that we're not the first people here. We land in hell. A demonic voice says he is here because, again, to them, you know, you are you're you're, you're oh shit. Yeah. Um, and UA, UAC explorers have been there as well. And um, we get to see holograms of these explorers led by Hayden. Um, and they talk about how they use these light posts to mark their path. This is very so, smart because it like that they're establishing like, okay, if you ever get lost in this, if this geometry ends up being hard to read, which I found it being, you can always look for one of these as your anchor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Uh, pretty cool. And just like, again, you're not, uh, you're not doing, uh, you 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 are not the first person here. You're not blazing this trail, right? Yeah. Um, this part of hell is more um, heavy on platforming than some of the later ones are. Uh, I, I make a Zen comparison more to like highlight the functionality, not to not like a qualitative kind of statement. Um, yeah. You know, uh, for me though, the big thing that got in the way was like there were a couple of points where like the signaling for where keys are or for where I was expected to backtrack to just got muddy. Um, yeah. in, in a way that doesn't happen, happen very much elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have that hard of a time navigating through hell here. There's a, there's a, there was a level earlier and I couldn't remember if it was the Argent facility or the foundry where I, I probably was the peak of my difficulty nav- navigating hell just made sense to me. Uh, and I don't know, know necessarily why that is, mm-hmm. but it just, it's just, I just knew where to kind of go. It, the, the signaling just worked for me, yeah, but yeah. I agree that as a general thing about the game, it's not always, that's not always the case. Right. Right. I just like the, the, this was an area that on my most recent playthrough and even in my first one, it was like I ended up just like running in circles trying to find the thing that I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. running around a cleared arena. Not that great. Yeah. Not that, that fun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is also also where you find your first uh, altar, uh, kind of like altar piece that reads you the Sermon of the Doomslayer. Right. Yes. You know, talking about the or your your origins, uh, kind of obfuscating the facts of you know of 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 what you used to be and the role you used to serve in this just hyper florid, grandiose, almost bl- biblical language. Yeah, yeah. Which is fun. Like the idea that you are this mythical figure is uh, is appealing. Yeah. You know, to this again. We, you know, I wish that these would continue to play when you walked away. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The, the text of them is fun and good. So the fact that we're in hell now actually in, you know, brings out new uh, new enemies, right? The first of which we're going to see here um, is uh, uh, the Cacodemon, which start coming out of the coming out of the sky. Um, I love these dipshits. Yeah, yeah, I've always loved the Cacodemon. <laughs> yep, like that. You know, that is uh, you know that's that's one of the iconic Doom monsters, the the astral dreadnought looking thing, <laughs> one of the the flying flying buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, and these guys are really make a really interesting, uh, kind of return in, in this thing, a really interesting function because they are flying yeah. and they'll come at you at odd angles, um, when they're from a distance and you can kind of see their projectiles before you actually see them mm-hmm. and you look and they are just floating yeah. kind of oddly, like the way they hang in the air as a body suspended in space is really compelling looking. Mm-hmm. The, the speed at which they move is, you know, not, not too fast, not too slow. It is right in the zone of being unnerving. Um, yeah. Especially, yeah, yeah. especially at a distance. Um, but yeah, they, you know, they fire these slow projectiles at you uh, and they will do it from really far away, which kind of complicates existing battles before they even arrive on the scene. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I like them quite a bit. Um, what I like a little bit less, uh, this also brings the lost souls. 
Oh, um, these weren't even yeah. fun back in the back in the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're more interesting here, but I just don't like this so much as a as an enemy construct. So these are just floating flaming skulls, which like I like that part. Uh-huh. Uh But they when they see you, they just shoot at you really fast. You have to shoot them before they hit you, and they but they'll explode and do a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, mercifully, they don't add these to the mix up quite that often. No, no, they're primarily there to complicate platforming and to move you along in these sections. Yeah. 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 Um, really the lost souls just highlight how much, how, how little everything else follows the pattern of see you and then run directly at you. Yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> like yep. It feels very out of place when it happens with them. Yep. 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 Yeah. But the, uh, the mini boss here, kind of the, the, the centerpiece of this is the introduction of the barons of hell, uh, yeah, kind of the, yeah. the, the, the upper echelon of these hell knights. Yep. 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 Which I like these guys quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, these guys are, they operate fairly similar to to hell knights mm-hmm. um but more so yeah uh I, I believe they have a projectile that they can do like they can summon yeah. a fireball but it's not their primary thing that they rely on it's called a plasma orb okay. in the uh on the on the wiki <laughs> um select a orb um and they they have a hell wave that they can unleash as well mm. um so these are the upgraded version of those and it's about the time when this needs to happen yeah right like the uh we've already the hell knights have kind of exhausted themselves um these feel like mini bosses yeah they never like stop being serious business yeah yep yep yeah um but ultimately you know your, your your goal in this area um is to get to the original place where sam hayden found you yeah yeah you see that you see the hologram of him kind of circling the casket making the discovery yeah it's very similar to uh untended graves where you oh. have now found the casket your yeah. original casket of the player <laughs> yeah um yeah so we go uh from here we go to the the next level is the argent facility that has been destroyed um you know you head you head back yeah uh here and hell has been unleashed and for the rest <laughs> of the game you're going to kind of be leapfrogging back and forth between hell zone and the real world as it's been destroyed yeah so prior to this you've seen like places where rituals have happened where people lost their mind and you know did their sacrifices and things like this is literally hell leaking through and corrupting these areas now um, so Sam comes over and says, Hey, the tower is destroyed. Uh, that <laughs> might've been a good thing. No, it's not. Uh, now there's no way to close the portal from our side. So we need to find yeah. a way to get back over there and deal with this thing, uh, from which all of the energy flows, what we call the well. Again, don't, yeah. don't, don't use your initial, don't use your first half names, <laughs> except in doom, in yeah, which case, yeah. yes, I am all about yeah. sealing up the well. Yeah, the well is fine because yeah. it's it, it, it's the the function more than the actual flavor, right? Or something like this. So, um, so we're we're seeing these destroyed facilities, these things that we we've, we've traversed or seen before in the distance, and they look just look amazing. Yeah, just like, billowing just smoke, wind, billowing rolling smoke off of the winds. You know, it's an it's going to be an awesome preview for eventual like Doom twenty sixteen two, which I don't <laughs> think they'll call it that. Right. Um, but the um, where we get to see you know an actual inhabited space. Just, you know, what hell does to it. Yes. Um, uh-huh. And we also get to see just like swarms of caco demons. They're not even like coming after you. They're just part of the skybox almost, you know, going going out about to, to do their business. And also like in the distance on these cliffs and on these buildings, just just like wildebeest herds of imps crawling over buildings. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to fight them. Nope. With these ones. We just this is cool background stuff just yeah. to show you the stakes. Yeah. Um. Uh- yeah, so Olivia, uh, you go through Olivia's lab. It has this artifact that bears your mark. Yeah, but you need no, to get clearance. You're, to get yeah, you're, you're not going. You're not going through there just yet. You need. You need to go to there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, that's what. That's that's the goal. Yeah. Eventually, so we have to get that clearance 
to get there, uh, to get to and through this advanced research lab. Yes. Yeah. Um, you break into this lobby uh, area, and this this area has a really nice sense of place, actually, this whole mm-hmm. kind of section here. And this is where you start seeing that they were bringing in hell creatures to experiment with. Like, yes. the rabbit hole goes deeper as far as what they were dallying with. Mm-hmm. Um, we're introduced to the first uh, Doom 2016 pinky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so these guys are like bulls, almost. They charge at you. Yeah. Yeah. And they are only really vulnerable from behind. Right. Um, so you kind of Toro them, which is a video game standby. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is that's video games. Um, but I love that how they fit because they are part of the Lego set to go into that mix. Right. You know, adding these to a thing, something that will charge you down, you have to dodge and then reorient yourself uh, is a big sacrifice. Like turning towards the wall is a big deal. Right. You know, you are you are being very vulnerable then. And these guys make you do that mm-hmm. by charging at you, hitting the wall. It takes your attention away from the battlefield for a second, and that is their real purpose. Yes. You know, once you know the trick, they're not actually that durable. No. I mean, you walk up to behind them and, and super shotgun them, and they'll, they'll go down. But uh, making you – distracting you in that way I think is really cool. Yes. Um, and also uh, th- these are some of my favorite glory kills because they almost all involve ripping off one of its tusks and then slashing its throat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or jamming um, it into his eye socket. You know, just any number of creative ways to rip it. Any any socket, throat socket, eye <laughs> socket, nose socket. Um, we we and we talked about them being just vulnerable from behind. If you can't do that, like taking away your attention, mm-hmm. um, you can kill them from ahead of time. You know, yeah. from the front too. It's just much harder. Yeah, they just end up being more of a resource sink. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you get the. This is where you're introduced to the Goss rifle. Um. After that, after you do this kind of pretty long battle outside this facility. Yeah. Here. Yeah, uh, the Gauss rifle is your uh, your sniper rifle, uh, which you yeah. end up using primarily for its uh, piercing abilities. We we had to have missed the plasma rifle. I think it's later. <sighs> Maybe so. They do the thing that shooters do, where if you miss a weapon, they show up multiple places. Okay. I really feel like the plasma rifle is is sooner than this, but I could be wrong about that. Okay. Um, I didn't get to. I did real life stuff and could not uh, replay this game in time. I really feel like that came sooner because this is a more advanced weapon. Mm. than the plasma rifle i feel okay. like we can talk about both there's also the uh the, the, the there's also the complicating factor that you know this game is full of secrets like doom ought to be you're not roombaing and hitting walls you're, you're navigating through vents and stuff you can often get uh, a, a weapon earlier yeah um, yeah yeah so yeah. like it's very similar you know going back to the the shotgun in the first level of doom or the yeah. chainsaw in the first level of doom yes so yeah i could be i could be wrong with that. i'm not calling you out yeah no i like my my playthrough for the, the the game for the show to make the notes um i did like what amounts to new game plus i just went back into the level select uh the hmm. problem is you start out with every single weapon so yeah. it's less of an event like when you pick up the plasma rifle and you do the whole like looking at it in first person kind of thing yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we can talk about both. So the plasma rifle uh, functions, you know, as a plasma rifle ought to. It is rapid fire, does a lot of damage, and it seems to do more the longer it's trained on somebody. Um, yeah. Has these the, two. Good. It's, it's, it's very similar to the assault rifle, but with a uh, projectile weapon instead of hit scan. Yes. I think it also has like a minor amount of splash as well. Yes. Um, the coolest thing about it is the secondary fire where it does this heat release. Or that was the one. You have two different upgrades you can do for it, either a stun bomb or this area effect heat blast yeah uh, and i was way into this heat blast because what i was missing in this game was something to do when i'm surrounded by enemies really mm-hmm. uh, and it works really well for that like as you shoot you build up heat um and you have a button you can you can do the secondary fire and just do this area effect around you mm-hmm. and do really significant damage and kind of a little bit of knockback yeah, that, that that's what i did as well i never really fucked around with a stun bomb that much 
Mm, um, yeah. just because that didn't end up being like a, that level of crowd control. Uh, granularity didn't appeal to me as much as the oh shit button. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Gauss rifle on the, other, on the other hand is explicitly meant to be, you know, long distance. It is your, uh, uh, your, 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 your sniper rifle, um, yep. ends up being pretty powerful. It shoots very slowly. Uh, so you need to be, you need to be, need to be sure. And it's hard to figure out how that fits into the rhythm of the game until you start specializing it. Yeah. Yeah. There's two different specializes, specialization modes for this. And both are pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so the, the, there's the precision shot, which allows you to do more zoom in stuff, which like, again, I'm not going to do that a lot, but I'm going to do it a lot more with this than I would with the assault rifle. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, and then there's a siege mode, uh, to it, which means you can't move (laughs) when you use it, which is crazy. Yeah. Like that, that is such a thing. And however, the, the damage is commensurate with that. Yeah. Like that ended up being a big thing I would use when I learned boss patterns. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, the reason why it makes sense to talk about these two weapons at the same time is because they share an ammo pool. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, if I'm fighting a boss, I know when I have some downtime, I can post up for a second, charge up a beam and get a big chunk of health and mm-hmm. then keep moving. Yeah. Um, eventually, you can get this thing that allows you to move in siege mode, but it it's the final upgrade. Yeah. So. Yep. I never yep, yep. I never messed with the siege mode that much uh, again because it seemed counter to the uh, counter to the idea. Yeah. No. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, so, so you end up having, you get another one of those little, uh, hallucinations or uh, hologram things with the pinky. Uh, the pinky <laughs> has a yellow key card again. Demons love yellow key cards. <laughs> num, num, num. Um, they're vitamins. You, yeah, they're delicious. Yeah. Um, cream, screaming yellow zonkers. Um, <laughs> when you, uh, once you get to it, you see a hologram of Hayden and Olivia arguing about what to do about you. Yeah. Um, this is in the past. This is before, you know, while you are still in that sarcophagus. Yes. Oh. You know, uh, but, but Olivia knew about you because the demons were talking. She knows that you're going to be the undoing of the plans. Hayden sees you as a uh, a failsafe. Right? A failsafe and a tool. Yes. You know, he's using you mm-hmm. during this. When in fact, he is the tool. Yeah. Um, the uh, Because he's a jerk. And also a robot. And a robot. Yeah, like, yeah there's lots of ways. He's a multi-purpose tool. <laughs> he's a multi-tool. He's, he's a snap-on. <laughs> um, the, uh, so you eventually get that you hunt down that uh, particular pinky um, and get the yellow door that leads you out into this tram, uh, leads you to a tram outside to the area, out yeah. of the area there. Yeah. Taking you to the, to the arc, to the advanced research complex. Uh, and this yeah. is, this all opens up with you meeting Sam Hayden in person. Uh, is it's, it's always weird to find out somebody's taller than you expect them they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I met Jeremy Greer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it is, uh, this is kind of frustrating because this is one of the times the game doesn't allow you to just like destroy the cutscene. Mm-hmm. He does a weapon deactivation thing Yeah, when you meet him in person. So you can't actually do what the player wants to do, which is rip off the stupid Android's head and, and kill him for doing this. Yeah. The you amount know, of con- more than for him to die. Right. The amount of yeah. control that he has over you through your armor is something that has played a little bit for horror and annoyance. Like yeah. by opening up the door, you actually get this jolt and he's installed this thing called a tether onto you, which basically allows him to move you around like a chess piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his office is really neat. Oh yeah. Um, I love, I love his office. I love that there is a, uh, he has artifacts from hell that he's been collecting, mm-hmm. you know, Including uh, ancient Doom Doom, uh, Marines. Yeah. (laughs) The idea that the Doom Slayer has always been, sometimes they were like guys in medieval armor. Mm -hmm. Like, give me that game too, dude. (laughs) Please. Like, like, as much as I want, like, Doom 2 of this, I would love Hexen Uh through this uh, thing. And that would be a pathway to do a Hexen or a Heretic-type game game with us. Mm -hmm. Put that in my fucking veins. Like, give me medieval Doom. 
you have set up that this is a cycle that happens over and over again. I want to have this pop up all over the place throughout history you know yeah. and then you get the elite league of extraordinary doom marines like through all <laughs> different times including the future one like all of it is good hey gary what is yeah. this that we're talking about if not the future yeah, yeah well i mean the, the, this is right ripped from the headlines man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't know? hear yeah <laughs> you know, oh no i need to go i need to go yeah. <laughs> i need to go dump my uh my uh, uac stock yeah I, i'm gonna buy stock in Argent energy um <laughs> So I I like looking around his office. I think that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the the whole thing here, you know, saying like, "Hey, all of our knowledge of hell is actually derived from this artifact that we found in one of our initial expeditions, this helix stone." Olivia is obsessed with this, and she keeps it uh, kind of in the archive off of her private her private office. You need to go. You need to go retrieve it, basically, because that'll tell you that that'll tell you what you need to know and how to get in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we're going through this kind of large section. We're going through the central hub of Arc, um, you know, and we get to see the BFG inside love, of this thing. It I love that as a gameplay you. joke. Yeah, uh, me too. Like, man, do you want that BFG? It's like, you, you, yeah. Yep. You, you, you see it right when you walk into the area. Now you have to go do some bullshit rooms where, like, you see where they have been testing the components of the BFG. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, they pay respect to it. Like its legendary status is honored. Yes. Uh, through this. Um, love that. Once you get it, um, I really like to get the case. I love that you are uh, doing the uh, uh, the security system thing mm -hmm. for the BFG, where, like the, the laser grids come through, come down. Uh huh. Like, like, you know, what I'm talking about, right? Like, I, I don't know if it's in the notes, but you, you grab the BFG. Like, again, I didn't play this right away. I played this like a couple months ago. Yeah. You grab the BFG and then like the lasers come down from the, uh, from the floor to try to stop you from getting it. Oh yeah. It's outsert, yeah. Outside that smear, that series of defenses. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I think that's really, really cool. Well, it's great because like what you're doing is you're trying to find the, you know, the, the, the torso so you can get around the retina scan thinking that's mm -hmm. going to be enough. There's a secondary scan where they realize, oh, you're not who we thought you were. Uh, and, yeah. that, and that's when the lasers come down. You have to avoid it, take out parts of it, and then ultimately by bringing down the entire security system, you knock open the case that it's in. Uh, and that's yeah. how you get the BFG. <laughs> it's really cool. Like, it's a weird little puzzle uh -huh. element, you know, but again, just like putting something so powerful behind that much task yeah. feels right. Yeah. You know, and, and when you get it, there's a, there's a huge crowd of these possessed things and you can destroy them in a single shot. Uh, <laughs> the BFG operates very similar to how it did in uh, older Doom games, mm -hmm. except they the ammo has a similar rhythm to the chainsaw. Yeah. Like uh, it's, it's kind of your room clear. You only have so many of them, um, but you're incentivized to use them. You'll get more and you don't want to sit on them. No, no. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. And you're and you're always going to run these down when you're in boss fights. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. And yeah, they, they take a huge chunk of boss health. So, yeah, uh, this is also where you find the chain gun um, is in here. I like the chain gun quite a bit. I wish that there was more ammo. Uh, it kind of feels like you, you run out as soon as you start having fun. Yeah, I, I very, very rarely use the chain gun mm. in this game. I don't know why. Yep. You know, I like the chain gun. It's cool. It's a little different than other chain gun chain guns. Like you start to uh, shoot immediately. You don't mm -hmm. have to wait for the barrel to spin, but you don't shoot uh, your, your fast fire rate. Right, right. So it'll start like pop. Yeah, but you know, it just means that you're gonna you're just firing a pistol slowly for the the first part of it. Yeah, um, uh, and I, the, one of the upgrades is really good for it though. Which the, one? Uh, I like both of them. <laughs> the the one that I used was the the one that uh, slows down your movement uh, but triples your fire rate. Yes, 
because that's that's how I'd use this thing. It uses the same ammo as the assault rifle, mm-hmm. uh, the non-missiles in the assault rifle. And by this point, I didn't use the assault rifle that often other than missiles. So using this on a boss and just emptying the ammo mm-hmm. into it was was the main use I got for this. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the trade-off for that uh, higher rate of fire um, is that the barrel will overheat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other upgrade that you get is the the Gatling rotator. It's a little bit like the uh, the alternate fire on the heavy in uh, Team Fortress, where yeah. you hold down you hold down the left trigger and you just keep the thing rotating so you can fire at full you know full full tilt um, anytime. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like this. Again, I wish uh, you could you could fire for longer, but oh, yeah, it go it well. choose the ammo quick. Yeah. Um, there's also a hologram that kind of shows the UAC personnel rushing toward the Lazarus labs, like, you know, like toward the elevator down, uh, presumably as the hell wave is activating them trying to stop it. Yes. Yep. Um, level ends, you get two, two waves of these enemies as you're trying to unlock the elevator. So it's a little bit of that video game, you know, there's timing, you mm-hmm. know, like hold out for a certain amount of time. It's not really that yeah. you just have to take out the waves and then it opens. feels a little bit like that though. Um, you eventually get down here to the Lazarus labs. <laughs> Yep. This was uh this was Olivia's domain. This is where she holed up. Uh Sam Hayden is a little bit pissed because like she hasn't really filed a report in months because she's been building a religion. Yeah, <laughs> she was too, she was too busy being a demon goddess <laughs> right. to do so. BRB demon god demon goddess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ttyl. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so she. Uh, you know, and we get this awesome hologram where she has like a demon handler, like the first person, the demon who whispered in her ear is like chastising her. Like you let the de- the doomslayer be discovered. Like this wasn't what you're supposed to do. Yeah. We promised you riches and power if you just unleash the waves of hell. But you had to protect us, too. Also, we're demons like you're an idiot to trust us. <laughs> you know, but too late now. It is literally one of the oldest stories of all of mankind. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Contro doom. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. I don't, I, don't, I don't hate you. That was that, that was too good. That was that was very good. Thank you. You caught me off guard. Uh, um, so, um, you get in here, like just you're just fighting through this labs. It's mostly the centerpiece with uh, with the story stuff. Uh, you release the helix stone. You get these flashes of images revealing the crucible, which is a real epiphany moment for uh, for, for 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 Hayden. I realized, yeah. like, oh, this is the thing that we actually need it is the skull-like staff, which is in the Titan's realm. But you need another now, accumulator to open the rift. Now, for people who are just like, you know, if you were just joining us now, none of those things have been established, really, except no. for the stone. So it just, like, again, it doesn't really matter because it's doom. But I love that it's just like you release the helix stone to get flash images of the crucible, a skull-like staff, which is in the Titan's realm. Yeah. Like that, that sounds a lot like somebody from CSI describing a video game to me. Well, it's a malediction prophecy. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, but you need to get the accumulator because you can't just go back to hell. Right. Like instantly, you know, that, that's been, that road's been busted. So you need to open up a rift. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, activating the helix stone actually reveals the spiral staircase, you know, down to a chapel where you get to see Olivia presiding over a sacrifice. Very cool. Yeah. Like, I love this shit. Um, you do some more fighting. Samuel Hayden says uh, the cumul- accumulator you need is ba- is powering the cyber demon. <laughs> when, uh, when, 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 when Vega reveals like, oh, where it's at, it says like sector so and so, blah, blah, blah. Like Hayden, he, he knows what that is. He just kind of laughs like, <laughs> oh, he doesn't tell you that it's inside the cyber demon until you're right at the front door and there's nothing else you can do. Yep. You're, you're fighting the cyber demon. Fucko. <laughs> yeah. um, and this is your first boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. Of the three. 
Yeah. So, you know, pretty, pretty crazy. Um, he is a, a gigantic, like he kind of reminds me of the ogre in the beginning of uh, Dragon Age. Oh, yeah. Like just in kind of like body type and his asymmetrical horn mm-hmm. structure uh, here. Um, the boss fights in general, like I said, I think these are cool. Uh, you have to duck a lot. To, like they'll they'll do shots over you sometimes. Yeah. Uh, things like that, like these these patterns. So all of your mobility is necessary these things it is the furthest away from a an attrition you know final fantasy two guys just standing and punching each other and using resources like it's not that you have to be very mobile in a different way than you have to in the main game yeah um there are parts of it that are almost designed like an mmo encounter too because it has these aoe's that will be telegraphed with like floor glyphs yeah so you have to be make sure you're not standing on the wrong area um it starts out really slow i was initially kind of underwhelmed by this and I thought, like, oh, is that is that it? That was actually kind of easy. You pull out the accumulator, which causes, you know, a flash. It causes, it causes another hell tear. You go through, and uh, you get phase two is fighting a more complicated cyber demon. He's back, baby, and on his home turf. Yeah. Yeah. Cyber Demon 2, the sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, way, way into it. I, I enjoy this quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, again, learning patterns. You die. There's no penalty for dying. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like you just step back a little bit, but the checkpointing is really generous around bosses. Yeah. So um, I love this, too, because, again, more arena manipulation, you know, in addition to his rockets, he will raise a hallway around you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, instead of just throw throwing those slashes of energy out that you have to, you know, jump over and duck under, um, it will limit your horizontal movement. So you have to use your verticality to get around them. Yeah. And it's training for the last boss, mm-hmm. which does. um it is very important that you duck and jump in short succession to survive the last boss, which I think is actually like really hard Yeah. Uh, in this game. Um, you know, so it is, it is, you're t- teaching you to switch between those two modes very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. Uh, you're now in hell and you're in the Titans realm. Uh, we never <laughs> really learned who Titan is, but you know, okay. Um, the Greek mythology of hell. Yeah. Uh, well, I, we, we, we get to see the Titans because yeah. it, it is the, it is not just the, the realm that belongs to Titans. It is a realm of Titans uh, yeah. because you are navigating the corpses of these gigantic demons. I must have forgotten the Titans. I didn't yeah. like the movie. So no, like, like you, you start out like this whole area is completely burned out. I love that hell has different biomes. Um, yeah. And like you enter the level, you go deeper by like crawling into the mouth of this gigantic demon corpse. It's just when I say we don't know what the Titans are, it is just extremely weird to have this Greek mythology thing that definitely means something. Right, right. To just like, be referred to as a general like big demon. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they could have just done, you know, large Nicholas, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you go through this mouth of the deceased Titan. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to this underground complex, which is a little mazy and a little catacomby. Um, one thing that happened, it happened earlier in this, but this is the uh, this might have been the first one I found, which is kind of embarrassing. There are secrets you can find that open up doorways to old doom levels hmm did you did you find any of these no oh wow um they're really cool shit uh so they are their secrets um they exist earlier in this uh but i just you know and they are like set pieces from old doom levels like you'll Mm -hmm. open up a hidden door and you walk in and you are immediately it has the same textures and stuff it's old doom what but you're doing do yeah yeah yeah, look them up on youtube like they're really cool um it's very similar uh the new wolfenstein does something similar to that with the dream sequences like you you know but they're just part of the level like you walk through a absolutely high def gory wall (laughs) and now you're in e1m1 in the beginning, you know, the beginning level of Doom. And you go there and you get some power-ups and stuff and just kind of experience a little bit of old Doom. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, they're really, really cool. I did not find all of them. And this one might be the first one I found. And I think this is like 
the seventh of them that exists. So, yeah. uh, like I said, I was bad at sniffing out secrets in this game. Yeah. Well, you get, uh, like the level select, so I might just go fire one of these up and try to just try to find it. Yeah. It's definitely worth, even if you have to spoil how to get it, like it's definitely worth just seeing. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, so you're going through this kind of maze of catacombs. Um, you know, you eventually, at one point, you need to, to like, ride on top of this, like, smasher thing. That serves no purpose to... except to ruin the floor. Yeah, it is just a floor smashing device <laughs> uh, to hit this door switch. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what you're doing, you know, you want to get, you want to get your skulls, right? Uh, the yellow skull is in this trapped hallway. It'll Which bring, are keys. It'll, yeah, so. yes. Yeah, you have to slam them into the door yeah. uh, to, you know, to, to make the mechanism line up. Um the, the the trapped hallway here will you know bring bring the ceiling down on top of you but really this is you know just indoor hell biome mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um i like the idea that uh this this section of the the game that heightened realm specifically which has kind of more of these traps mm-hmm. and stuff feels like a nod towards the gimmick levels of the earlier dooms yes like it's not a, a doom gimmick level but it feels like it's kind of paying homage to that yeah and also, what what purpose did this building serve? None, because it's it, hell. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because the, the Titans, the Titans couldn't fit in this. Right. Who was this? Was this was so they get that, that smashing thing was a pedicure device, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Like there's there's nothing. There's no sense of place to this. It doesn't matter though, because it's fucking visually amazing and you move so quick. Yeah. So um, uh, this is also when you're introduced to the uh, specters. Yes, these are the modified pinkies that are invisible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they look like Predator Vision. They're not really invisible. Right. Uh, but you know, so they, uh, and they mix them up. They'll put, uh, one of the more, more clever things they do is they'll put them with regular pinkies. Mm-hmm. So you think you got all the pinkies if you're not paying <laughs> enough attention. Uh, and this is the point where we've said pinky so much that it's lost its meaning for the game. And I am now thinking of baby rats that you feed to snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, next level here, we continue through hell. We're in the necropolis. Uh, which is another indoor mechanism finding thing. The first portion is finding the blue and yellow skulls in order to activate this main mechanism that will let you down into the actual city of the dead. Uh, yeah. This is awesome because like <laughs> uh, going down doesn't just take you into mantle. No, you actually expose like, oh, we're floating. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. A, a completely imp- improbable ge- geography. And and you do fights during these as well. So mm-hmm. having these like series of floating platforms make the, the arena fights very interesting. Yeah. You know, you can you being above an enemy in a weird way because you have this three dimensional combat provides a sense of cover. Mm-hmm. Like they can't shoot up through that. They have to actually traverse to get an angle on you. Yeah. So um so you eventually follow this kind of bottom you're doing more just kind of platforming on these floating rocks rocks that are uh, bound by these chains mm-hmm. and uh, down here you find your final weapon uh so it's got the plasma rifle here i swear you find that earlier yeah than that but it's it's okay like you can find it here you can find them everywhere and uh, yeah. we talked about that guy uh before yeah um as well um and the, there's a boss of this area you know again, there's only three bosses in this game they put them in pretty sorts of success in succession because we're near the end of the game yes um, so you're trying to get the crucible, you know, it, it is down here in the necropolis. You pop, pop out into this arena, um, and it will, you know, it's kind of housed in this little, uh, pedestal that will rise up from the floor, but you have to deal with the hell guards first. Yes. Um, <laughs> who is a dark souls ass boss? Very much um, so. <laughs> yeah. He has, he has a shield, um, you know, that you have to kind of circumnavigate. He has melee attacks. Uh, he has a mace and a staff <laughs> that he uses. like, he can throw fireballs and has a flamethrower. Uh, but he uses he's mostly a melee uh, thing. And this is the one where the same thing that happened to you last time worked for me, where I was like underwhelmed the first time. Uh-huh. Um, so you fight him, you, you learn his patterns. Again, it's a very good Dark Souls ass boss. 
when he dies, you fight two of them at once. Uh, so it is extremely Dark Souls. Very much so. You know? Yeah, I, I initially said, oh, I got like flashbacks of Dark Souls 3 when two more of them popped up. But yeah. then, you know, think you deal with them. Uh, you know, I, I like the boss fights enough in this. And I feel like they're better balanced for challenge than most of the bosses in Dark Souls Three. Yeah, I said I said most. that like it was damning, or I meant it to be damning. It was really just like oh, like I like it. It, it reminded me of like it, like it is a, deci- a a a bad decision from a worse game that is played that that by being put into a better game ends up being a good decision, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And um, not necessarily a better game. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, you know what I mean. Story, but like, yeah, yeah we, we don't need to relitigate that. Just no, we I don't. think that people know what you meant. Yeah. Hopefully. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I, I can't, I can't control if I make you mad or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the, so the pattern, like, it's, it's not quite the same. Like, it's not that both of them, both of these new guys, uh, are, are shielded up and act exactly like the first one. Uh, one of them ends up taking, like, a defensive posture and the other one takes more of an offensive posture, but they can trade off. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not both shielded up at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good, good, good fight. You kill the, uh, the last one, you rip off its carapace, uh, pulling out this little tiny worm that controls it, which is an, again, a soul's ass thing. Yep. <laughs> I yep. love how scared it is too. Yeah. Yeah. The worm does not, uh, does not feel good about fighting you. The worm does not uh, approve. The worm does not approve. Yeah. Um, after you take out this worm, the, the little ends, uh, this pedestal pops up and you grab this, the crucible, um, you get these spectral visions of, uh, these doom knights, these ancient order of doom knights that mm-hmm. show up and then the tether activates. Yep. Pulling you uh, pulls you back. Yep. We have the thing that we need. We have the super weapon from hell. We have this crucible. We just need to figure out how to get back in and to close the well. To do that, we need a tremendous amount of power. Uh, the only way to get that power is to shut down Vega at Vega Central Processing. Yes, he he gets his own central processing here. <laughs> and uh, so you, you materialize in this frozen biome on Mars, make your way inside. And this level uh, is Vega politely teaching you how to kill him, <laughs> yeah. um, which is kind of funny and like cute yeah. as a thing. If there was supposed to be any emotionality to this, it didn't work. But I don't really feel like there was. No, no. It feels like it absolutely is played for humor. Like, if they could have gotten Dave Foley to voice this guy like Yes Man, they would have. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, but as it stands, he's just like, oh, well, you just need to unplug these parts of me. I'm going to begin to melt down. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just smiling politely through the entire thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the major- this is a very short level, but the majority of it is this big arena where you're going around and taking out his, uh, his cooling tubes. Yep. Uh, destroying these tubes. And this is this is pretty neat. Like, you can destroy them from a distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, with heavy ar- artillery, we haven't talked at all about uh, grenades. No, uh, in this, but that's a, that's a part of this game. I um, mean, you get introduced to new new different types of grenades. Yeah, Fra- uh, frags well. and stickies and such. Yeah, there, there's uh, there's frag ones, and then there's uh, the coolest one, which I, and you can get a there's a fake hologram as well hmm. um, that you can get. Uh, and I, I found that, but I never used it. Um, and that that does what it sounds like. The coolest one is the siphon grenade. Um, which uh, you can only have one of these equipped at, at once. Um, but if you have the siphon grenade, I believe, uh, but if you have the siphon grenade, it creates an energy field and drains health Oh, from an area. So it weakens all the enemies and heals you. Oh, nice. With a grenade. So, um, but the, the reason why I bring that up is in this level, if you have the frag grenades, you can save yourself a lot of heartache by not going into these little chambers that have the coolant. 
right, zones. Because like you can toss a grenade in there and keep moving because they are all almost always set up for kind of ambushes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh that's a good point to make. Yeah. I didn't really end up engaging with the grenades very much. So that's why I failed to note them. The uh I they ended up being a huge lifesaver for me during boss fights, the uh that specifically that siphon one. Hmm. Because if you if you are having a hard time and you're not to the next point where the boss is gonna drop a bunch of healing stuff, mm-hmm. um siphon grenades recharge. The way these grenades work is not an ammo system, it's a it's a recharge system. And the uh they will heal you and keep you alive. Yeah. Like sometimes just barely, but you can use them to keep yourself alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But after you deactivate all this coolant, Vega starts to melt down. He gets all stuttery. You have to deal the kill blow by going to the core uh, and shutting him down. This is played a little bit for emotion, specifically because it's the only time we actually see Vega, or we, we, the only time we see Hayden treating anybody with respect. Like as Vega is shutting down, Hayden thanks him. And then this weirdly human moment, uh, Vega says, I have many regrets, Dr. Hayden. <laughs> Yeah, 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 like, you know, which is a little bit of like kind of a fuck you. Yeah. You know, that's like on, on my deathbed, maybe we should not have done all this evil. <laughs> yeah. So after, you, after you've done this, you can make your way back into uh, the, the main Argent area on hell, uh, Argent Dinner yeah. um, here. And this is your nonstop hell zone combat climax <laughs> of the game. You just named an exploitation movie. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I, like, you wouldn't watch nonstop I would. You know, combat Hellzone climax. Like, no, Note the joy in, in my voice yeah. when I said you just named an exploitation movie. It'd be cool if it was a women in prison movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, combat climax. <laughs> Way into it. Yeah. So. Battle clit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I would have designed that poster. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, uh, there's a little bit of a run up. Uh, you're dealing with just like you know, starts out with like lots of uh, crowds of possessed coming after you, but the majority of it is actually spent in this um, uh, the, these arenas, these three arenas that surrounds kind of the mirrored hell version of the Argent Tower. Uh, where you are trying to um, deactivate the tethers, uh, you know, that are powered by these monsters, these wraiths that are awesomely splayed out on these altars with energy balls rising out of their chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but these uh, they like these arenas are just action packed, butt to gut. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's nonstop, you know, wave after wave. Um, really well designed arenas from like a wireframe perspective. Yes. Um, <laughs> they do they they are harder and more demanding, so there are more pickups as well. Yeah. Um, the, these areas tend to have kind of zones, little out of the way hallways and nooks that have yeah. ammo and uh, and and health pickups in them. The, this so, this was the area for me where it's like, oh, I'm like I'm just dying in routine combat. Like these ended up being very difficult from like a starting over kind of a, kind of standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't. I mean, I didn't have too much of a of a problem dying. It was definitely as skin of the teeth. Yeah, as I ever got uh, in, in the game. In general, the game isn't very hard, at least not on the difficulty that I played. Whatever, whatever is one above, I'm too young to die. Yeah, the, yeah. like the, the default. Yeah, the, 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 the default one. This is where yeah. I really started feeling the squeeze more than anything. Yeah. I want to know. Which makes sense. End of the game. Like, it, it's yeah, supposed yeah, to get harder here. Yeah. So. I want to know one, one frustration, which is you can see uh, the area that you need to get to um, from, from these arenas, right? And actually, there are jump pads where it looks like you're able to jump onto the altar to do this note there's an invisible wall you have to clear everything in order to in order for the proper doors to open oh. i don't know why they did that 
I, I didn't I didn't try to use the jump pads to get there. Yeah. Well, I was just like, oh, like, I, I wonder if like because there were like resources up there, too. And I was like, like, yeah, that's that's a real Bush League move for them to have these invisible walls. They'll yeah, just invisible stop walls you. are not great. Yeah. I just it just never occurred. I'm not saying this is a judgment. It never occurred to me to try to move on while there are enemies to kill. Yeah. No, no. It's just like it was another area. Like I, I wanted to use all of the arena that was available. Yeah. To me. Yeah. That you makes know? sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just didn't end up trying to do it. Like, yeah. um. So you, uh, after you uh, do these, what you, you eventually, um, you know, you get to get to this well eventually. It's powered by this wraith, as we mentioned. Get the energy ball. When you pull out uh, of this crucible, these ghostly doom knights point you to the next direction, like literally stand and point yeah. in a uh, ringed city sense mm-hmm. to go to the next area. Yeah, um, you head towards that, and you need to find the portal out of this. <laughs> yeah, because uh, now you have the crucible. Yeah, so you jump down um, into this big dark arena, uh, gigantic pool of blood, and you see Olivia. Uh, she's blinded, kind of standing here, saying they, you know, in her her final words, saying a lot. They promised me so much. Yeah, and this is where she turns into the final, the final boss of the game, the Spider Mastermind. And I was like, yeah, this was the monster from Doom that I was like, when is this thing going to show up? <laughs> like I know, uh, you know, it's it's an iconic Doom monster. Like all the Doom monsters are iconic, but like this one is as well. And it was a notable absence. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was going to happen. It's a at good. Some point. It's a good one to save for a final boss fight. Yeah, it's a really difficult uh, boss fight, and it mm-hmm. incorporates elements of those other boss fights. Um, yeah. Specifically, using the land and changing elevation mm-hmm. uh, for you, it creates platforms, and then it subverts that by making those platforms uh, spiky. Yep. Eventually, you know, they, so- they start sprouting spikes from the top. So you're hopping on top of them to avoid the electrified floor, and eventually they, you know, usher you off of them. You can also destroy these platforms for health. Like that's yeah, where you yeah, get yeah. your drops. Yep. So there, there's a lot of kind of risk reward involved in it. Um, and uh, she does the, the, does the laser that does the very quick duck and jump in short succession mm-hmm. to avoid it, which at first, like for a while before I figured it out, I did not know what I was supposed to be doing differently. Yeah. I was just kind of taking damage. One thing that is, I got used to, but is kind of a, a downfall to this game is that I feel like there's a little, I would have preferred like 25% more feedback when you get hurt. Yeah. You know, for which direction and and that you've been hurt. Yeah. There were times where I would know, like, I would die or my health would be lower than I thought. And I just felt like I hadn't taken that much damage. Yeah. Um, it, it exhibited earlier than this. Um, it's not something that's unique to this boss fight, but it's definitely something I noticed during this boss fight. Yeah. So, so like, damage feedback seems like something that if, if, if you think you're doing enough, you're not. And also, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you, you can get easy points by putting by putting the amount of feedback that you get into the uh, players, putting your players control through options and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would have I would have cranked it. Yeah. You know, because I always need to know when I was being hurt. It didn't actually even diminish my enjoyment. Of yeah. it. It's just something I noticed. Um, yeah, I mean, su- surprise deaths are always a bummer, you know? Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so eventually you kill it. The way you kill it is uh, you stuff the BFG into its mouth and blow its head off. <laughs> Uh, so you take the most powerful gun in the universe and, and destroy it yeah. from the inside out. You, you blow its brain out. And remember, most of it's brain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, you're blowing its brain out. It is a brain. It's yeah. Krang. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, so his mind is, defini- is definitely master. Yep. Indeed. Uh, you've done the thing. Um, your tether operates. And this is the bummer. Like, this is the thing that, like, I, I don't like this ending very much. Mm-hmm. Um, as a thing. I like that it opens a sequel hook, but I don't feel like it's in line with the action first and players hate this shit so does the doom guy yeah and the perspective to this right 
So um, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the ending of the game is you immobilized as, you know, Sam Hayden is pacing in front of you, giving you a speech uh, at first kind of, you know, condescending to you saying like, oh, you did very nice work. Um, but, you know, things have gone wrong. We're set back. Uh, I know your MO, you know, you're going to kill, you're going to kill everything. You're going to, you know, just kill and kill until there's nothing left to use. Well, I need something left to use because we need to do it again. Yeah, we have to do this Argent Energy. Argent Energy is more important than, you know, I have not learned anything. Right. You know, like that is what he's saying. Yeah. Like I'm willing to risk this happening again because energy, energy, energy. (laughs) Um, He has his magic crucible sword, which turns into like a lightsaber. Uh Uh-huh. And he banishes you to a a realm uh, and says, you know, I can't kill you, but I can't have you standing our way. And puts you into probably the same zone where Gordon Freeman hung out between Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2. Right, right. So, um, and that the game ends with you being in a zone and the bad guy winning, which is like feels very contrary to this game to me. Uh huh. <laughs> like, again, sequel hook. And like, I'm confident they'll get a sequel. I'm confident that I will day and date play that sequel at the same time. I would have loved for it to faint towards that mm-hmm. and had doom guy break out of the thing and rip this robot into tiny pieces. Yeah. And then the credits start and the amazing music starts mm-hmm. like that would have been great. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird sour note to end on. It is notable because it is the very last note in the game. Um, yes. yeah, I, I, I agree that it, it feels like a non sequitur. Yeah. Diminished almost nothing. Yep. You know, yeah. Yep, yep. And that is Doom 2016. Uh, I would yep. have been happy with many of the games that popped up on that poll. I'm happy to have gotten a chance to play this and talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I initially played this just for my own fun and enjoyment, which is something that happens uh, more, more rarely than I would like, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, you know, going back and playing this again within the course of, you know, two months or so, um, you know, I, I still had a tremendous amount of fun just doing what this game asked of me. And, you know, with the benefit of knowing the knowing the whole spread and knowing the way that the game is paced and the way that it lays out, um, appreciate whoops, one moment, my medicine timer and just appreciating how perfect that loop is. I just like what a well-tuned machine, the pace of this, the, you know, the push and pull, uh, you know, the constant motion um, that is masterful. And that is something that feels effortless in the play, but as evidence of a great amount of care and a huge understanding of what makes doom special. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned at the beginning, it does doom better than I think doom does. Yep. You know, like doom is great. I still feel like if at any given time, you're like, Hey, you want to play some doom? Like, yes, I would like to play some doom. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds good. It has not been uninstalled on my computer. Like my entire computer having life. Yeah. Right. Like I've always had doom one and doom two on there. Um, this does that better in a way that like is maybe harder to revisit, you know, because it, it is, it is more like the, the, the thing you're doing is more singular, Yeah, you know? So it's like, it's not like I will not play this again. I of course will, I will gladly play this again. I want to play the sequel. So it's a little less of like an any time, like dip in, play a couple levels, yeah. dip out kind of thing. But it takes that thing and strips away the, anything that was just a, an artifact of the time of when doom came out. And Doom is an incredibly forward thinking like mm-hmm. that game. You know, that is that is a very forward thinking game that was very influential, obviously. Um, the things that weren't that, the things that weren't timeless, it gets rid of. You know, and just and just kind of uh, boils it down. What's interesting is like in the, the discourse around this, um, 
something that we will bag on games for and other people will bag on games for is having that kind of uh, mono, uh, you know, being being about one thing, not having a, a variety. And usually we talk about how that hurts pace. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing if you take a game and pace it this way, it reminds me of like the video game equivalent of Fury Road. Yeah. You know, like Fury Road has a couple parts where they stop and talk. But even then, there's a constant threat of danger. This has a couple of parts where you do brief platforming. You know, you maybe look for a secret. You get a little cutscene. But for the most part, it's all pedal to the metal. Yeah. And that is – do I want all video games to be that way? No. Like, no. Not at all. Do do Is there another game that I think does this does that this well? Like, maybe super hot? But, like, it, it's, it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. You know, there aren't that many games that do this. There's a, a, a game critic I like named uh, Mark Brown who does a video thing called Game Maker's Toolkit. He did a video on pacing that everyone loved and I hated. Uh, <laughs> and I like his work a lot. I'm not calling him out. I think he's he's a really nice guy. Um, I reached out to him to guest on Bonfire Side Chat, actually, and, and he very politely turned turned me down, which was, you know, which was nice. Um, and I like most of his stuff. But he was talking about how he didn't finish this game because it didn't have that variety of hmm. uh, uh, pacing uh, things, like variety of gameplay modes. Mm-hmm. And what he held up as the kind of paragon of that is the modern Naughty, Naughty Dog kind of formula. Hmm. And Naughty Dog, like those games don't do – and I like some of those games. Like I like The Last of Us quite a bit. It doesn't do anything as well as this game does its main thing. Right. You know, it is those kind of very modal, like I'm going to stop and do some platforming. I'm going to stop and do some shooting. I'm going to stop and do some story. I'm going to stop and do some stealth shit. Like none of them are as good as this does its one thing. Yeah. And it feels very uh, like as an appreciator and somebody who thinks about games, like how can you not appreciate a game that does one thing this well? I mean, from from tip to toe, this is completely about single mindedness. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 a high stakes move, right? It's not. It was never guaranteed to pay off, um, but I think that it is it is successful because of the attempt. You know, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like it's it's successful because of the attempt because it's an, a rare thing to do. Mm-hmm. It succeeded in doing it. Yep. Uh, you know, it is. There's that that way. You know, the judging art by three different metrics. Like, you know, did it set out to, to do what it said? What does this try to do? Does it succeed? Was it worth doing? Yeah. And it, categorically, yes. Yeah. You know, this sets out, it does what it set out to do. It is so successful at that. It is an unqualified success to me Mm -hmm. as that thing. And do I want all games to be it? No, there's room for The Last of Us. Do I want a game that's like this? Fuck yes. And is nine hours too long for that? Fuck no. Yeah. You know, it is, I was engaged and happy the entire time I played it, you know, and put it down and just like, you know, what a game, you know, just like, wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I, I love it. It is, it is one of my, Definitely like a contender. If I'd played this in 2016, this may have been my game of the year that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a contender for the best game I played that year and, and one of the best games I've played in a long time. Yeah. It, is, inc- it. it is incredibly good. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see whatever's next. I'm going to get it on Switch the way that I want to just get regular ass games and have them <laughs> on Switch so I can play them on Switch. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, eventually that will turn out. There'll be $30 at a Target or something mm-hmm. and uh, and I'll get it that way and uh, that'll be the next time I play it. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see like it doing good shit again, Uh you know, and having like it be a name that means something, you know, like what a, what a company like that, that just, uh, you know, they have like missteps and everything, but like there is that level of quality that when they're at their best, they're comparable to like valve and that feeling of just like tons of craft and care went into this, Mm -hmm. you know, and that this isn't rage. This isn't like several other games, but like when they're at their best, there's that feeling. And like, I'm really excited to have that back. Yeah. If the signals are returned to 
a new id game being like something to just look forward to mm-hmm. on the surface. Like I really want that back. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think I forget what recent episode it was where we made this point about new versions of games being developed by people who loved and appreciated the originals back then. Yeah. And the idea of refreshing staff and bringing, bringing new people in different perspectives to kind of like recapture and restate and reiterate, um, you know, like what they loved about the previous from a point of genuine affection. That's what seems to have happened here. And it seemed like the thing that was working against id for so long was that old guard, right? Yep. The, the, the idea that like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it is a, it is a different studio with different people, a similar ethos, but just a, a more of an emphasis on, is this fun <laughs> as opposed to does this break ground? Right. Yep. I, I love even just that as a thing. We, we I brought this up earlier. We brought this up earlier, but just even having another studio that is taking that approach, mm-hmm. that Nintendo like approach of like, take everything. And if it's not fun, jet it. You know, um, I, I'm a big proponent of games don't have to be fun. There's a lot to like about games other than that, but mm-hmm. there's space for this. You know, this this fits a niche, man. Like this, mm-hmm. there's I could do with something like this once a year easy. Mm-hmm. You know, one once a year I play something like this and like this, it would be welcome in my game life. Yeah. My gaming lifestyle. <laughs> my, I'm a my gamer, brand. I admit it. Um, <laughs> i'm part of the gaming lifestyle um yeah so i love it and everybody who listens this should pick it up and play it yes um if you have anything to say about it um you can still get that out i believe by the time you hear this yeah yes now just barely um the uh the deadline would be may 15th yes may the 15th it is the 15th of every month so if you have things to say about call of war as gunslinger uh, this game, Bayonetta, or just kind of arcades in general, uh, focusing kind of on cool stories from your past or childhood or a particular game you really, really loved, stuff like that. Uh, that is May the 15th. June the 15th, uh, you can write in for our next theme month, which is Better Together. Yes, our co-op theme month, um, where we are doing A Way Out, the follow-up from the Brothers developers, a mm-hmm. co-op narrative game, co-op only. Mm-hmm. Um, the game Magica, which is a uh, arcade uh, kind of RPG, action RPG, mm-hmm. uh, with a really interesting conceit. And the newest Earth Defense Force game, which is, what's the subtitle or it, number? It is Earth Defense Force 4.1, available on PlayStation 4 and uh, PCs live Steam. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you have anything to say about those games, uh, all of which I'm looking forward to, to playing, uh, hit us up by June 15th. Yes. And uh, yeah, uh, if you like this show... Um, you can support us. Uh, you know, we talked about how this was the result of a poll. Um, if that sounds exciting to you to help determine what we do or more directly determine what we do, the way you do that is by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been doing really good work lately and we work really hard. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you agree, if, if you're able to and you agree and you would like to support us, that is the easiest and best way to do so. Yes. Um, doing these shows, uh, running the entire network is the majority of our income. Uh, yep. It is. Uh, you know, we, we both work on this full time. Um, and that is only possible because of the support that was given in the past uh, and also the continuing support of people who uh, have gone to Patreon. Yep. So we, we encourage you to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, – ratings, reviews, spreading the word through blogs and message boards and things like that are all very useful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps more people. You know, So even if you cannot afford to support the network, maybe you will turn somebody on the network who can. Yes. Yeah. I think that's probably about good. I think so. This has been yep. fun. 
thank you yeah, for uh, it... thank you for picking this. I'm sure any of the others would have been a lot of fun to do, but uh, this is this is an important game, I think, and it was fun to uh, to talk through exactly why it was successful. And on a long enough timeline, those one those games will see their their day in court, yep. so to speak. Like I can't imagine, you know, if we do the show for the foreseeable those games not being done yeah if i have a pulse we're gonna do shatter memories so yeah yeah it's, i think it's the it's the Silent hill that makes the most sense to do next mm -hmm. you know so having done two and three and uh yeah so um and i think i think it would be better to do that instead of one oh uh, yeah which i like i like one i played through one before mm -hmm. i did uh three but um i would rather do do a different take on that i think me too so, yeah. Um, so until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, they should watch out for Cacodemons. Uh, I need to go and check the models to make sure uh, to see if they have uh, lovingly rendered the anus on those things like they did in the original. Watch out for the Cacodemons lovingly rendered anus. I, th I feel like they probably didn't, but they might have. Yeah. But to look. Okay. So, um, get on it. <laughs> get on it, mods. Yeah. Moder <laughs> modders. Yeah, just go to cacodemonanus.com and just, it, it just you know, it's all different mods of different types. <laughs> different types of anus? Yeah. Yeah. the deluxe <laughs> <laughs> the, the premiere <laughs> sport yeah yeah the pheasant under glass the all the different kinds that you can get yeah performance 